Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, that boys, and boys and girls. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. What's up? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Man, it's so good to have all you guys back. Boys are podcast. back in the house. Jeez. We're back in the plaza. What'd you call it? The plaza, the plaza state. State. The state. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the pl- we're in the we're in the plaza studio. <laughs> this looks so, a lot like Tinny's dining room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a view. That's right. Yeah. With a great with view. A view. With a great view. So let's go around the table just so we can introduce everybody. Uh, tell us like a little bit about you, your marital status, and something interesting. How how uh, how good your marriage is right now? Rate it for us. <laughs> <laughs> scale up yeah. <laughs> that would be really weird wouldn't it? from one to ten yeah, i'm at about a two right now. i'm at a two right now i have a feeling in three months we'd all be just like yeah i'm single <laughs> <laughs> i ain't going through that again <laughs> okay well howard turley here and uh marital status i am married been married for 12 years just passed our 12 year anniversary on september Woo-hoo. 19th wow and life is good third marriage Third is a charm. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. This one truly is third time is a charm. Shit. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, in a yeah, way, so I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm, I'm, number two. I'm not, hey, I'm not planning on going single anytime soon. Yeah. This one I like. Okay. So I want to come, I want to circle back to that because I do have, I'm so curious about the second marriage and why you each. You know, like what, what did you not heal enough from the first one dove into the second one too quickly? Mm-hmm. And now you had more time. And so by the third time you made, cause I've worked so hard after my first failed marriage. Well, you think well, you, you failed, think but, you have. Ah, yeah. I'll bring it up. We, Michelle is starting to work at home now. <laughs> yeah. So I had my books in, in an area and she wanted to use that space for her. So, you know, uh, next thing I know, all my books are in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 she's like, by the way, you got this uh, this little black diary in there. It was moleskin, you know, notebook, yeah. and it was the one that I had whenever I went through my divorce with Robin. Yeah, and oh, so man. you know that was in fourteen. So I so for Howard's sake, I I got I was married for sixteen years, got divorced in two thousand eleven, got married very quickly after that. Oh, in like two thousand twelve? No, like that quick? Well, oh. well, no. Marriage. I can't remember if it was we dated for nine months or we were married for seven. It was sixteen months total. Wow! So you can split it nine and seven. So you weren't divorced seven. that long before you were jumped back in a couple it. years. Okay. That, yeah, okay. two, two, two and a half years. We okay. can talk about that, but but it was very interesting going back and so just a couple of weeks. So I went back and started looking at that. It's interesting to see all my feelings and emotions and things that I was dealing with. Interesting, you know, in in the in the journal and just. So Michelle and I kind of talked a little bit about that, but the reason it triggered me was because I'm curious is it's it, your situation might be slightly different, but I'm, I guess I'm not a big fan so far or I, I, where these therapists will say, you know, if you've been married for 15 years, you know, you need to take five years off or something, you know, there's some sort of equation they right. use, you know, and of course there's no math one month for every year. One month for, okay. Something, yeah. So, and I'm just like, I, I understand, the concept but i also understand the fact that when you get back into a relationship with someone like that you start to see the things that you thought you had fixed or weren't an issue they start to come out again mm. you know because you're back into stressful times or something like that and then you realize i mean that's what i realized in my second marriage was i was like okay well, these are 
there's some things that, that I left behind, but there was a lot of things that I still needed to work on that I hadn't worked on. And of course I was fine with those things by myself or just dating someone or not living together, you know, ride my place, she had her place or whatever. But when everybody got back together under the same roof and we were married, those things started to manifest themselves again. And that's when, you know, it it just went downhill. Yeah. And I think, and we'll get into all the way Lance Strickland here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and we'll go around the room still, but just a couple of thoughts that I've been thinking about in this whole journey is also, depending on how your marriage was like some people like, yeah, my first marriage was just a shit show, but we've tried to work it out for 15 years and we finally got divorced. Well, that's, you know, I actually had a good marriage for 25 years. Like it wasn't like a shit show. Yeah. And finally we were like, you know what? I'm fucking out. This sucks. Yeah. So you don't have a lot of raw spots. No, I really didn't. So, and as you know, we know, we all know those stories, the people that ran off with some woman married her typically that never works out but we all know someone that it did yeah you know where it's like well that they broke every rule and right. it's so i know that there's a lot of nuances there and you've been very open and you know yeah. about your journey and and all that stuff so um but i, I want to unpack that because i think it's such a cool because we have a lot of singles that listen to the podcast a lot of singles at this point and divorced folks that mm-hmm. are nervous about getting married again because they don't want to get divorced, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So anyway, we'll definitely, well, I definitely think that I'm the, so the, curious. The what, journaling what is really important. Was. Yeah. That'd be an interesting topic to talk about. I lo- yeah. I love journaling. All right, Steve. Steve's got to go on a date before he can even, you know, <laughs> get, think about getting married. Yet. I mean, you can't make me. He's, he's only, <laughs> it's pillow forts and, and slinging liquor for him. That's right. And dance. I mean, Oh, they, yeah. right. You're killing it on the I got dance. My tap, tap shoes here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I got to see your truck and your tap shoes. I got a lot of things. Oh, yeah. a lot of things to catch up on. I don't know which ones cost more, the truck or the tap shoes. <laughs> I like the rhinestones on those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the shoes or on the car? Both. <laughs> I spent a lot of hours on the rhinestones on the truck. <laughs> but yeah, I'm Stephen Janky. My marital status is not falling for that shit again. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I'm the last single guy in the podcast this is a yeah. first huh? mm-hmm. uh-huh. yep. well that's true and i'll be I'll, I'll be the single guy for a while because i am on strike yes okay that's awesome that's the, he keeps that's his problem right yeah. he's all up in his head you know, he's, <laughs> he, steve doesn't allow himself to get married because you know he gets close to somebody and i mean steve and jakey's got a lot of good qualities about yes, he you does. Know, he, he'll draw you in real quick mm-hmm. he'll spit you out real fast too. <laughs> He's tapping into his emotional intelligence. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, I'm curious. So, Howard, you were married uh, twice before. Yes. What do you think was... Year, the, can you... Uh, how long? Y'all with them? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just kind of a quick recap. I was married the first time seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, got married almost within two years to my second wife. We okay. were married 17 years. Wow. Oh, so your second one was second was the, the long one. Yeah. 17 and a uh, lot of, a lot of repairing to do during that time. I mean, you know, we went back and forth quite a bit, did a lot of repairing just to the point where it was unrepairable, I yeah. think in both of our eyes. And so we moved on. <clears throat> I will tell you that um, prior to the actual divorce, which was in 2008, and then I was remarried in 2010. So each time it was like only a two-year gap in between my marriages. Okay. But truly, there was a, a good two to three years of nothing really going on prior to my actual divorce on the second one. So, you know, you can, you can mark it back to 2006, 2007, where I didn't really have much of a relationship with my second wife at yeah. that point. So 
Um, so when I met Laura, so fun, yeah. uh, my current wife, if I can use her name on the air, yeah. <laughs> um, she, uh, you know, we met at a swimming pool when I was still married, still two years out from that's, my divorce. That's and, a good uh, spot to meet. Him. Yeah. You know what? We, we just did some talking. We did some flexing, walking it. No, just walking nope. around. And, and honestly, we both had agreed that we weren't going to date until things were official with me. She had given me her card oh. by accident. <laughs> how, old were by you? accident uh, how old was I? Yeah. I was 46 at the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, because you're 60. Yeah, I know. He looks fantastic. Jesus. I was sitting there doing the math and I was like, man, this guy ages fucking amazing. You age like bourbon. (laughs) I am fine, baby. (laughs) (laughs) He's like Rob Lowe over here. He really is. He kind of looks like Rob Lowe. There's a portrait of him in a basement that gets older, just like (laughs) (laughs) the picture. Dorian Gray. Yeah. 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 No, but it's a great story. You know it. And, uh, I kept up. I kept up with her. I mean, we, I tried to call her maybe once or twice during that two years before I was actually divorced. And we really, she just really didn't want to get together. I said, no, let's just get together as friends, grab drinks. She was pretty adamant about just not doing, going there. So the minute, I swear, the minute when my divorce took place in November <laughs> 2008, I sent her a text. I said, Hey, you want to go on a semi-blind date? We kind of met each other before. And she was, she was like, I don't know about this, but her sisters talked her into it, and we've been going ever since. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's been good. Nice. That's it's, awesome. It's really sweet. She is the best. Yeah. Because my, my, let's see, it'll be five years between my first marriage and then when we get married next year. Really? Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah. So, uh, you know, and of course, you always say, I mean, we've talked about this, right? Everybody's right in their own sight. You know, yeah. we've talked about other people that we know that they're exceptions to the rule. You know, I mean, all I can say is I, I hope I did the work. You know, I feel like I've done the work. I feel like I've, I've faced certain things, but you're right. I didn't come out of that first marriage with a, with a bunch of baggage. I just, you know, I just really didn't. Um, I think one is Howard was saying, speaking, I was thinking age, your, your age is one thing that has to be considered. I mean, if we were building some sort of equation, you know, of course it's not a mathematical, you know, formula that that says you know you're ready to be back in this and something but yeah. but you know certainly there is an element of time and you know and things like that and but i think age i think age is another factor that you know Absolutely. i mean you you're you know when you're 35 or 30 you're much more emotional and things are you know gonna bother you more when you get a little bit older things you know there's not a big deal maybe money's not as important you know, or it's important but you've settled sure. in stability but i also think uh uh, what did you say, Timmy? You said, um, but the, I think, but I think taking stock of your emotional raw spots is important. Yes, because I had a lot of them coming out of my first marriage, but uh, and and I didn't have the emotional maturity to kind of know where I was. But given the fact that you didn't have a lot of those, and you've been divorced five years, as long as you don't have that. Oh, what what you were saying and what I was picking up on is, is it's a lifelong journey. You're going to learn things being with Jessica that you're yeah. kind of, but I think the difference is, is one, your age and two, you probably, the, the raw spots aren't as sharp or as cute as they would. So yeah. they're not going to trigger you. And then it boils up another fire in this relationship that you, you know what I'm right, saying? Like you right. might be able to work through it on your own a little bit more sure. just because of your emotional stability. Sure. And there's a couple, le- there's a, a few less moving parts that 
that you had shared yeah. about your second marriage. You know, there, she doesn't have children. Right. Major, uh, big, my big children piece. are adults. I mean, there's big thing. which is, you said, yeah. this is a huge thing. Well, just like, so I, uh, I'll speak, say this publicly because I guess they announced a church, but my dad, so I had a youth, uh, my youth pastor, I won't say his name, but he was, su- I was super close to him. I mean, he's still like a stalwart in my life, you know, a yeah. tall tree on the landscape, if you want to, you know, and, and he, his wife, uh, he's, at least 75 now. So he's very old, you know I mean? Yeah. Uh, but his wife died. Um, maybe she had Alzheimer's or something. It doesn't sound right, but, but you know, she was kind of, I mean, it was a tough last four or five years, but he's a, he's a pastor. He was, he was the youth pastor. Then he went to be the senior pastor and now he's the pastoral care guy. I mean, he's been in yeah. ministry all of his life. Wow. Never would have thought well, my dad told me last night, he's like, so-and-so uh, is engaged. I was like, what? <laughs> Like I never thought in a million years that that would just happen, you know, and it kind of made me think a little bit about just how critical people are in divorce, because I think when you're married, he was married probably to his wife for 50 50 years. years. Yeah. I mean, they met in Bible college. Wow. You know, so of all people, I never would have thought he would have gotten remarried. But I also thought too, I was thinking of all the, like, and it's been pretty quick. Like his wife, I don't know. Maybe it's longer than I think, but I'd say she like, died a, year. like a week ago. Well, I mean, it's like a year. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's for and, and they married 50 years. But I thought he's probably just going to pick things right up with this new guy because they just won't have all those things that you're dealing with at 70 or 75 that you do at 30 or 40 or 50. Yeah. Right. You know, I want to piggyback on that because I will tell you that getting married at 50 years old, which is what I was when we got married on my third marriage. What I learned is that in my 20s and my 30s, and that goes both male and female, and as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of distrust. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of distrust. People people are looking at each other. Everyone's trying to find a fault. Mm. And Laura and I, when we got married, we, we kind of we were past that age where we were going to worry about whether or not we were going off and seeing somebody else or talking to the wrong oh, people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we don't have that hangup. So we right. have never had jealousy arguments or anything right. in the 12 years that we've been married ever. Right. And man, that, that was prevalent through my twenties and my thirties. It was ridiculous. Every time I turned around, if I was talking to the wrong person, I was in trouble for talking to them, even right. if it was legit. Right. And now we don't have that trouble and yeah. she's more mature. I'm her first marriage and, okay. but she is legitimately cool. not hung up on those things. We have a strong trust for each other and it, it's beautiful. I mean, it's amazing. I would have never thought that, but that's something I know as a younger guy and younger females. I've seen people just fighting all the time over jealousy and who are you seeing? Who are you talking to? What are you doing? Who's on your phone? Who's that text message from? Let me see your phone. Right. We don't don't even do that. This is resonating with Steve. (laughs) Sorry, Steve. He's he's found himself in a little little bit of a pickle here recently with somebody he was dating. They were a little bit like this, and he was like, "Mm, I don't think so. No, it's it's not worth it. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't do jealousy, man. You know, I mean, like people are going to do what they're going to do. Yep. You know, like there's no amount of like hounding someone I can do that's going to make them be faithful to me. And there's no amount of hounding me that you can do that's going to make me change me doing whatever the fuck I want to do. You yeah, know, I got right. you. Yeah, Steve and I have talked about that at length because I had a, a, a couple, few girlfriends before I met Jessica. That's what ended my relationship. Jessica May. Jessica May. It's wearing. <clears throat> it, it just, it just wearing. yeah. And oh. literally, I, dude, well, you would, I, I was at a wedding vendor event and this person came with me and I was talking to another wedding vendor. And as soon as she walked away, the girl that I was dating at the time walked over and says, 
well, did you think she was hot or something? You're going like, to try to hook up? And I was like, wow. Literally, I was like, oh, this is it. Right. Like, we're done. Oh, I, like, I, I, no. I can trump that. Okay. I, I went to a <laughs> dance class in another studio because I, you know, I, I hang out this. I go to these dance classes. They're open. You know, I'll dance with like 30 new people a week. Like if I was a shit bag, it would be a gold mine, you know? But like <laughs> I go to another studio and I meet this follow. She's real sweet. We decided to go grab a drink. And we went straight from the dance class to the speakeasy across the street. And we're sitting there talking. And she's like, how am I supposed to trust you when you're going to these dance classes and drinking with all these oh, uh, my and dancing God. with all these girls? I'm like, Wait, I literally just walked from. A <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Well, that that's a that's a comment that, you know, to your point, too, Howard, it's like. Well, first of all, like you say, it's it's no fun for you as the recipient, but you can you can tell that it's I always have empathy for people like that because you think of just the torment that they're doing in their own mind oh, yeah. that oh, that's yeah. what comes out of their mouth yeah. i mean yeah I mean, there's like, no world where they're happy you know? exactly I mean, no. something's oh, happened God. yeah you hit it on the head and that's it's just a sign of their own issue of insecurity yes. or something yeah and that's what this was it was just a she was expressing she couldn't hide it yeah that it, it, feels it is just not that it that gets manifested in lots of different ways. The you know the way we you leave your toothpaste or something. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to come out in jealousy, but it's just there's unhappiness that those are the types of things that you have to really be willing to look at yourself and and if you blame it on others, it you're you're just not going to you're yeah. you gotta you gotta own the responsibility of it and and if people haven't done that work or they that's just not how they're wired, they're going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah, there's one. I want to thank you publicly for all those times you challenged me towards the end about what am I spending money on. That I give you credit. Oh, you, probably, well, you probably don't listen to well, the podcast now that well, you're not on. Make it anymore, sure, that, but anyway, well, I wasn't challenging I you on how you're spending you mo- on your money. We had the little game where you got ten bucks. I'm just right, clarifying. Spending my money, yeah, I was yeah, spending my money on. <laughs> I thought yeah. I, had a favorite, but I was like, wait, I don't ever remember challenging yeah. you on how you spend your money. Because you don't spend any money. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'll tell you what. Watching Timmy like the last few years, like watching how he changed, spends his ten bucks just changes. <laughs> it went from ass and boobs to personality. <laughs> To uh, home cooked meals, eight dollars on home cooked meals. <laughs> He's definitely been on my day. <laughs> yeah, let me let me clarify for everybody listening. So Lance used to always challenge me. He said, if I gave you ten bucks, how would you spend it on personality, you know, yeah. looks, spirituality, yeah. yada yada. Yeah, and the goal is you get to see what what's important to people, right? And Oddly, oddly, Timmy spent one dollar on ten took- things, <laughs> <laughs> and then nine dollars on ass. <laughs> That's exactly right. And it, you know, and I think it was just the stage of life, you know, that I was in. I was still yeah. in that, you know, I was free for the first time in twenty five years, so I'm living it up. I'm just, you know, doing all this stuff. And I got, I finally got to that point, and I read the book How to Win, or How to Win Friends, Influence People. How to Not Die Alone mm-hmm. by Logan Uri. And that book, just like, I was like, well, fucking hey, did Lance write this fucking book? Like, literally, she talked about what is the most important thing to you, really? Like, are you looking Mm. for a prom date or a life partner? Mm, That's good, yeah. And I thought, oh, and I literally, I've talked about it with Pammy on the podcast. I was like, you know what? I said, I think Lance is right. I think I need to really refigure and look at what really would necessitate a long-term healthy, happy partnership. Yeah. You know, is it, do I have these things? Am I spending the right amount of money on the right things? Right. Yeah. It's kind of like having the conversation early on with your kids, right? 
they yeah. get a job and they have a little bit of money and yeah. and they're buying clothes and shoes and yeah and after a while you have to go back to them and say you know like you you need to put some away in savings and some car it's not as it's not as fun but those are the long-term sustainable things that you have to have to yes. have a good life yeah you know which then you know the the book just kind of re- it's like it, several things you got to hear it from your friends you got to hear it from someone oh, else you yeah. got to read a book finally it just clicked and i thought okay i need to change how i'm approaching this and as soon as i made that change it was like the next few dates that i had were the best mm. not just dates but yeah the, the best relationships the healthiest breakups I'm still friends with them today, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then that led me right to to Jessica. And I was evaluating her based upon what was most important. And yeah, I mean, just so happens she is actually really beautiful. And, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the things that I really thought were important are there, but that wasn't my focus. My focus was, you know, emotional maturity and certain things that I really, really value. Like the, you know, like the the jealousy thing we were just talking mm-hmm. about. You know, she doesn't, she's not a jealous person. And thank God, because that just won't work for me. I work around so many people. I'm around so many people all the time. Right. Um, and so, yeah, she just had a level of emotional maturity that I was like, okay, you've really captured my attention. I'm, I want to keep talking to you. And the other thing that, and this was Steve too. Steve said this a lot. You know, don't just go on a date. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you always said, give it a shot. Like, give yeah, it a yeah, shot. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, don't just like go on a date. Yeah. Just, like say at least a minimum of three because yes. you never know. They might have had a bad day and you might be catching them on a weird time. Right. And you know, you, you talked about that too. And that was what was different in the last, you know, six months leading up to where I'm at now is like, okay, I'm not just going to do a one dater. I'm going to actually, and I'm, you know, I'm putting sex on the back burner. I mean, I'm going to really just hang out with this person, get to know them. If I really like them, then, then the intimacy can come later. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not the most important thing, you know, yeah. it's, it's a piece of a relationship, of course, Yeah. but it's not the most important. Right. You know? Right. Anyway. So it's, it, all of it, you know, your voice, your voice, the book, the journey, you know, my counselor, all that stuff got me to the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to start getting right. serious about looking for someone that yeah. really is a good partner, not just a good weekend or a good yeah. prom date or, yeah. you know, uh, I'm just going to throw this out so we can put it on the parking lot. We can talk about it in the, the next uh, episode or something, but uh, I'm just trying to think like, you know, you, you and I knew each other when we were younger, but just, you know, but then really, you know, you really grow close to someone. They really become really, you know, a tall Oak tree. If, you know, I'm just yeah. trying to think of some metaphor, like in your life, yeah. it's not a matter of whether well, they've been there for 20, 25 years. It's, it's really like when you went through something with them together that was like that. You have yeah. those vulnerable kind of deep, transparent, profound talks that, you know, grow you close together. Steve, are you sleeping? No. <laughs> and, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm like, and I think for men, that's, you know, it's very important. But that, that'd that be an interesting topic because, you yeah. know, you and I have grown really close oh, really yes. fast. Yeah. But well, I cried on the podcast. You and I were doing that right, podcast right. during the most difficult. I mean, man, dude, when I went, when I got divorced and it wasn't because I missed my ex and I wanted to be back with her. I think you guys all can relate to this. It was, it was the, the idea or the familiarity that I had with this person. I didn't want that person, mm-hmm. but 
Mm-hmm. I missed that family vibe and mm-hmm. unit, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it took me a while to get over that part yeah. and acclimate into singleness. And frankly, Steve and I talked about this endlessly. I was happy single. I really was. I longed for a partner. I really did. You guys know this. I talked about Mm -hmm. it very publicly, but I also was like, I was having a fucking time in my life. Oh yeah. There was no, (laughs) I didn't mind coming home alone. And I just didn't mind that. I really didn't. That, but but is that why you got the dog? That's right. I think think that's counter. He was really lonely. He needed. She's a cutie though. What's her name? L. L. Of course it is. L. L Woods. Yeah, okay. we're fans of the dog, by the way. Just yeah, thank you. For the listeners at home. Yeah, that's my way. Little in four on the pound Pomeranian. Part. She looks just like a cat with <laughs> like, a, the dog know, body. Kind of looks like a little lion to me. It does look like yeah. a little yeah, lion does. with her mane. I know. She's cute. Well, I tell you, the pictures I love is with Timmy and his long hair and his shades on without, with L right up there with him, you know? I'm like, I don't know whose hair is better. <laughs> worthy of a t-shirt yeah it really so funny. Is. Someone, maybe it was you someone said the hair game so jessica's mom yeah i said has, that okay it was you yeah her mom and yeah. her grandma who's 93 has like a I, horse's I mane dude it's Couldn't unbelievable believe. yeah you're like the hair the, the hair, hair in that because all of you guys i was like man <laughs> the hair game is strong yeah jessica has amazing hair yeah Steve yeah. Janky is great hair. I do. Does. He does. If you don't believe me, I will open the P trap on my shower and show you. <laughs> <laughs> it is clean as a whistle. So anyway, thank you. Seriously, thank you for for keeping after me. Because I'll be honest, there were times I was irritated by it. Wow. It's like because you kept going at it. Yeah, right. But, Lance can get that. But way. after a while, <laughs> but you know, it's wild. Is I knew you loved me. Like yeah. I knew you. Yeah. You. You. I. I knew it wasn't. You weren't just being an asshole right like you literally cared and so you just wanted to really make sure that i was thinking clearly yeah and Ooh. and so it got through to me it yeah. really did like okay. it, it got Good. through to me along with the book and just yeah. continuing that journey yeah and we can uh, only, only help me. And we can only just all talk out of our own experiences i mean I, my experience might be wrong you know howard it might be different for howard you know but yeah. i i think the key is, is that you share your experiences and then the recipient has the emotional maturity to kind of see through your words and what you're saying to make it to like what's What's really going on here, you know, yeah. type of thing? Because, you know, when my youth pastor got married, you know, I was thinking my situation, you know, I'm thinking, good Lord, he hasn't gone a year, you know, our deal where yeah. you got to go all the seasons and everything. But I was like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it doesn't matter. You know, I'm like, yeah. it, they're that age, you know, I'm like, yeah. you know, physically, they're probably not going to be, it. you know, it's just, I mean, right. all these things are going to be different. It's just right. going to be mm-hmm. like you found a best friend. As I say, it'd probably be more about a friendship yeah. than anything. No, yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I, I still work with some of the divorce groups that I worked yeah. with when I was getting divorced because, you know, I, I'm a big fan of like, you know, reach one, help one. You know, those older guys, they get online and holy shit, they'll have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner dates lined up. I mean, like, they, really? They, yo, wow. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, Dude, you need to watch it. You're gonna get an STD. <laughs> right. They're like, well, I don't have to worry about that. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, the thing is, by that point, though, you know, I finally figured, like, I'll leave them alone. Because by that point, they've spent 50 years of their life married. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not like me. They're not going out to speakeasies till 2 a.m. Right. on a Wednesday. You know. I mean, right. they're they're. That's tonight. That's good. Yeah, no. That's right. Cheers. There. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. So, cheers I, uh, to Wales. That's right. Tottenham City. Yeah, my my dad, <laughs> my grandpa said one time, I remember I asked him, I asked him, I said, uh, he's passed now, but he he uh I said, Papa, I said, you know, is everything still work? Because he was in his eighties. He's like, is everything still work? And he just he goes, he goes, Nope. 
but these are working. <laughs> oh, my. For those at home that oh cannot see, Terry oh. just waved his fingers in the air. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I love it. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that as you get older, what's important changes. I mean, what yeah. when I was 20, what I what I thought fucking oh. mattered. <laughs> so different. So different. <laughs> I can, so I can, yeah. I can attest to that. Yeah, absolutely. At my, yeah. my age now, that the stuff in my twenties and thirties don't mean shit anymore. No. Yeah. And I love the way I am. What was I, your I love? What I've got. What was your big takeaways, Howard? From you know, from marriage, you know, one and two, that you felt like. And I mean, did you do a lot of work then? Was just the wrong person, or was it like there was a lot of things going on in you? What were the takeaways that you came yeah, out of those? You know, probably in marriage number one, I wasn't mature enough. Got married when I was twenty-two years old. Mm, yeah. Young, dumb, and yeah. full of cum. Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, it just—it just, we weren't really in love. Yeah, I, I don't still think we were really in love like yeah. we need to. We do have two beautiful kids. I've got a set of twins from them, from her, and uh, you know, they're they're wonderful. Yeah. Um, but it there just wasn't any connection for us. Okay. Um, on the second one, were you um, high school sweethearts? Uh, yeah, pretty much. We didn't go to the same high school, but yeah, I okay. knew her since she was like 13 years old. Oh, okay. We used to ice skate together oh. all the time. Yeah, down at King Louie out there oh. once upon oh, yeah. a time. Oh, I, I miss Chateau. King Louie. I love and I miss old, I miss King Louie. But um, it just, yeah, just it, it, it early, very early on in our marriage, we could, I just, you could just tell it yeah. wasn't there. And that was the seven years. That was the seven years. Okay, then so I'm, you were, you were. Under, you weren't even 30 yet before you got divorced. I was, uh, we te just, I technically was right at 30, 30 when okay. the divorce went okay. through, but I moved to California in 89, so I was 29 years old. Where in California? Los Angeles area. Oh, I love Los yeah. Angeles. Oh, my God. I lived out there for like two years. I lived out there for so eight, eight and a half years. I was in Santa in Clarita living in an RV in the RV park, and then I moved to Ventura, and I lived in a boat, and then I moved to Marina Del Rey, and I lived in a boat. <laughs> That's awesome. And Steve is only 38. Well, I know. No, I'm 40. Oh, you 40. are 40? Oh, yes. God. He seems like he's lived a life of someone that's, yeah. I mean, he looks young, but he when he starts talking, you're like, what the? I worked in downtown okay, LA yeah. pretty much the whole time. I, I was working for a hotel company and um, loved working at the Bonaventure Hotel out in LA. Mm -hmm. what, a, what a stellar place. One of my, one of, oh, yeah. one of the best experiences of my life, for real. I want to be That's where I met I my second up. wife. Oh, okay. I met her out in LA okay. um, and I was divorced and uh, we, we met up, hooked up. And were you just too young at 30 to, to kind of look back on your first one? And I mean, was, was the big takeaway, I just wasn't ready or were there like yes. some things Howard was dealing with that you needed to make sure you didn't take into your second marriage? Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I, I, I just, I got married prematurely. I think what happened was everybody in our family kind of did the same thing right out of college, right, okay. got married right away to somebody they'd been dating through college life. Yeah. So both my brothers, my sister, and it just followed suit. I mean, it yeah. just made sense. Yeah. And now they're all okay. But anyways, yeah. you know, um, it just, so they're all still married to the original person. No, my, oh, my, oh. uh, second brother is not, is not still married to the same person. Second brother. Oh, yeah. My second brother. How many siblings do you say? I got three. Oh, okay. A sister and two brothers. By, by <laughs> the way, the, your comment, just a real quick random, uh, have a good, good friend that's, that's homosexual, and he and I had lunch, and, and, and I said to him, I wonder if there's a lot less divorce in gay marriages because of just what you said, Howard, and that is when you're young, like we – when you're straight, you're heterosexual, you just kind of have this pattern. It's like, yeah. well, you're out of college. What are you going to do? Well, we, we've been dating for yeah, long. Man. You know, yeah. you're, you're, get a you're, job you're, and get, you married. get married, right? Yeah. For them, they didn't have that option. I mean, you know, I mean, for them, a lot of times it was a secret, but I'm just like, right. for them, it was a real choice yes. and, and a big commitment to get married. So you would, 
it wouldn't just, you know, you wouldn't do it casually, you know? Right, and yeah. so I, I started kind of thinking about that a little bit differently. And I thought that's something that heterosexuals, it's like, that's just the, you're almost like looked at with a plague. If you haven't gotten married when you're older, yeah, right. you know, it's kind of like, what, what's going on with you, you know? Yeah. But anyway, it yeah, was one of my a, good gay friends, his name's Maurice. Um, he's been with his, well now husband, 35 years. Oh man. Wow. Yep. Well, they've, they've really gone through a lot of like, yeah, he was, this was back in the eighties. We grew up together in the same church and his parents you know, sent him to the Exodus program. Oh, okay. Like that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it was a tear. I felt so bad for him. Uh, but he, he just was like, this is who I am. You know, yeah. this is who I am. Yeah. And then ended up meeting someone and they've been together ever since yeah, <laughs> and he lives beautiful. out. Yeah. I think he's lives out in Miss Michigan at this point, but anyway, yeah. Really neat. Story. All right, so so you're 30, and then you get into this other marriage that lasts a long time. Yeah, and and there was a lot of work for that one. I mean, there were some things that happened very early on in our marriage that okay. didn't set well with me, and um, but we managed through them. We continued to move around the country. We lived in L.A. We lived in Las Vegas. We lived in Oklahoma City. We moved back to Kansas City to the wow. Liberty area. We were all over the place because of my hotel life, and um, everywhere we went, there was just some explosions, things that just happened. And, and can I to, say, uh, I don't want to no. say anything for you, but he, I, only because I know his story, he stayed way longer in my opinion than he ever should have. Ah, uh, yeah. That like there, when he told me the first kind of things that were happening, I was like, I would have been out. Yeah. But he's gracious and, you, you know, know, trying to work it out. I, I did. And you know, even up till the end, when she finally moved, she moved out in December of 2007, we weren't divorced officially until November of 2008. So when she moved out, we were still struggling about, you know, the whole divorce and where we were going to go, patterns, et cetera. 2006 really is when we were really dead as far as any kind yeah. of sexual relations, anything's like that. I mean, we were cordial, but there just wasn't anything left there. Um, she was always out at night, things like that. I mean, let me tell you something. We're good friends still. It's all good. Because you know what? Because I just don't hold that kind of yeah. heartache inside me and there's no point in it. I have right. the most wonderful wife in the yeah. world right now. And, she uh, is Laura. Hey, Laura. And, and, and I can't hear. Yeah, Laura's I, awesome. I can't. I, love I, can't, Laura. I, can't I can tell you what. I can't even look back and say, "God, I regret that or that." My life has been fantastic. Yeah. Every phase of it. Every city we've lived in. I've got friends all over the country, which is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And I and I I'm so grateful for everything I've been through. I tell you, when when I had my daughter Samantha in um, 1994. She was literally an angel got put on this earth because she She's was my so she cool. was my salvation, you know. And during that time, she was the one I looked to. She's the one that I I worked for. She's the one that I did things for through some trials and tribulations in a marriage that wasn't going anywhere. Mm. And it's sad because we spent 17 years doing that. Mm. And uh, but my daughter is a godsend, and she lives out in Denver, and she is she's a free powerful. spirit. She's, she's cool. free spirited. She's a yoga instructor. She's She's okay. earthy. She's got it going on. And she, um, amazing person. She calls me regularly. I mean, she tunes in with me. She keeps me upright. I keep her upright. She's one of the twins. No, she's my single daughter from my second marriage. Okay. Okay. So, so I had the twins with my first marriage, my daughter with the second marriage. I okay. have no other kids myself, but I raised four other kids, kind of as step kids. Yeah. So okay. There's quite a few of them out there. Yeah. And I still keep touch with them even, even through my second marriage. So, okay, good. Yeah. Any, are any of your exes remarried or all, all of them remarried? Or no? Um, my first one is remarried. My second one, um, I think she has a bow that she hangs yeah. out with. I don't know that they're officially married, yeah. but, um, you know, she's good. She's happy. We see them. It's so funny because at Christmas stuff, we all kind of get together and life is good. 
Okay. Life is good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, Samantha's the, cool. Samantha came on the podcast oh, okay. when we talked about uh, Roe versus Wade. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and his and his wife, uh, Laura, in yeah. the back with the black shirt. Yeah. That's her. So I went on vacation with her. And oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So sorry. Jennifer, make Jessica, it, was, supposed know, to, Jessica was supposed to go or not supposed to, but she was she was going, hopefully thinking about go. it. Yeah. yeah. But she just couldn't get off work. She worked retail and just couldn't make it happen. And so it just ended up being me. Yeah. What a spectacular trip. Howard, Howard and Laura are the two of the greatest people ever. Seriously. Oh, yeah. I love I had, these two. <laughs> I had such a good fucking time on vacation with them. We're not bad travel partners. No. God. <laughs> like, literally, they're, they're clean. They're fun. They're easy. They're flexible. They're great. Yeah. I literally, like, just, yeah, it was like. Wow, I could literally go on vacation with them every year. It was yeah. so smooth. Sounds yeah. good. Such a good time. Wow, yeah. Good. Next time, I, Jessica will go. Actually, we ought to all go on vacation together. Hey, you know, we're doing a 40th birthday trip for me to uh, I'm there. Louisville, Kentucky for a oh, bourbon trip. That's Dude, awesome. Hey, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. Are we going to Stetzer Weller? We're we're picking distilleries uh, next week. You yes. know what? You need to pick. No, that I'm one. there. Seriously. I, that's where I've got that bourbon from. We're driving my oh. new truck. Hey. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Okay. So With the rhinestones, I love it. Steve has always had Steve has always had a car that I'm like, Steve, I'll drive. I'm buying him a right. right. I'll drive. Yeah, and then now. he gets this. I'm like, no, you can drive. drive. You can drive. I am going to buy him a rhinestone cowboy hat. Yes, <laughs> we're going. Yeah, his truck is dope. It is not a truck you wear a cowboy hat in. You know, I mean. <laughs> I was, at the, I was at the uh, KU football game on Saturday. I was telling Steve this, and and we were, you know, you up in Lawrence, you know, the streets are all pretty small. You're coming back, everyone's tailgating out, and the guy had some truck and a huge, massive screen inside, and they had a window down, and I just peeked in there, and I was like, is this a Silverado? It's like, my good friend Steve Jang, he's got a Silverado. And I said, that's, he's talk, talking about the screen being that big, and the screen on this thing was huge, you know? He's like, no, it was a head board 150, and Michelle was just like, I cannot believe you just did that. That's um, <laughs> Howard, Howard, I'm curious what what about you and uh, just forgot your wife's Laura. Laura, I want to say Lisa. Laura, Laura's a sweetheart. By what's the, way. the uh, what, yeah. what's where's the? I mean, when I ask this question, be thinking about you know what transcends you and her to other people that are listening to the podcast. What's the real connecting point from you two? I mean, you you talk so highly of her, and 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 third time, you know, you've had. Two others. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that you know casually. I'm just saying that you. It's something that you've had experience in that you can really see the difference. What is the difference? You know, Laura grew. You know, Laura most of her adult life raised her her daughter by herself. I mean, for 16 years she was a single mom. Okay. And she was dedicated to that. She didn't want to fall into the wrong hands. She didn't want to meet up with a guy. I mean, she dated. She did a lot of that stuff, but she didn't want to meet up with the wrong guy. She was very mature in her thought processes. I think had I met her when I was 20 or 30 years old, it probably wouldn't have worked. Right. You know, honestly, I was not that kind of guy. But in my 40s and my 50s, I became more mature, which is probably when dudes get more mature. You know, yeah. I mean, right. it takes, right. it takes 50s us, when I finally yeah, right. got it. Right. Thank God. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The 50s. I've been, been waiting to get more. This your first year of maturity. <laughs> so, so listen, my, my 50s were the best decade of my life. And now my 60s are turning into that. And, okay. I, and, and honestly, it's all due to Laura. I, I tell you, she's the best partner. We think alike. We, we cover each other alike. We have the same ambitions and desires and dreams. 
and it's hard to find. And she, what's that mean? You so cover cool. each other alike. You know, we did. We know what we know when one of us is feeling a little down, mm. and we need to pick up the steam, and and okay. we just help each other. You know, yeah. so when one of us is down, we pick each other up, and we have our ups and down modes, and we we both kind of know when to step in, when to step away, when to let it slide, when to step, you know, walk uh -huh. away. But again, the jealousies, all those things, there's it doesn't exist in our world, and yeah. it's amazing. I. Yeah. I I don't even know how to explain it, except that it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and watching them, that was the one thing that, that not comparing, you know, my relationship is so new. I mean, we're like, what, six, five months in, six months five, in? Five months? Yeah. So, but it's, it was just weirdly easy. We were just like buddies. We were like Absolutely. friends, but that we were, you know, of course, sexually interested in each other obviously but it was just like i can't even believe he's asked her to go with him yet at five months I mean, <laughs> steven over here just we're looking at each other incredulously like what five five months feels like it's been longer than it that. does seem longer it does that, it does yeah and of course and uh you guys howard and laura have been able to hang out with her quite a bit and, yeah sorry and of course I, they I, liked you, her early on keep going I'm, yes. keep going yeah so it's just you know like seeing you guys and you know seeing my other friends and knowing other friends and hearing you talk about yeah. michelle and just different things you know there were certain things that i was really looking for and wanting to make sure that i had the the right priorities in line like okay the young immature timmy thinks these things are important but really honestly these are the really important things mm -hmm. and being able to assess that oh wow like okay this person every time i go out with them they keep being interesting and non weird or non yeah. non jealous or you know whatever yeah. like i just kept seeing maturity after maturity after maturity and there would be things that would happen that in my mind i was like oh this is where she could fuck it up like this is where or i could fuck it up yeah. but it was like this is where she could express jealousy or this is where uh -huh. she could and she would not she would yeah. just ex do the right thing and i was like God Damn. bless America. Yeah. Like she just keeps, she just keeps raising. Yeah. The she just keeps yeah. making me want to ask her out again, ask her out again, ask her out again, ask her out again. It's yeah. very weird. Yeah. Like it was a very weird journey because, you know, in all the other relationships I've had over the last four years, there was something always wrong. Yeah. Their nose was slightly crooked or, <laughs> or their ears weren't the same size <laughs> or their feet were ugly. Feet were ugly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jessica has great feet. Does she? She does. Well, we're going to get I into told her, it. I don't have, I don't have a foot fetish, but I but appreciate good feet. Yeah. You know what I appreciate most about Laura and our relationship is that um, we routinely shut the television down. We have dinner out on the back deck. We have dinner out on the front porch. We just talk. We, on Sunday nights, we used to just turn, and especially in the wintertime. We've been we, there. We, we did the, pizza we, night. We, yeah. yeah. We turn the fireplace on. We sit in front of the fireplace and drink our wine, you know, our turly wine and uh, have our great <laughs> meal and everything. And we just talk for hours. And that's all we do. We don't turn the TV. We don't watch a movie. We talk Ooh, to each other. I yeah. mean, we talk regularly yeah. we're strategizing yeah, yeah. all the time about our business i mean our event space is rocking and it's all about the strategy and just continuously raising the bar every time yeah, you know, yeah. talking about Dude. howard i gotta say like i'm the most skeptical motherfucker when it comes to relationships but like you know i've i've kept bar with you a couple times yes, you have. and that's I mean, right good company at the bar and i got laura really fucked up at least once i think i might have gotten fucked up the second time <laughs> that's why you didn't know <laughs> but no like i mean like you do have like the gold standard i mean i i, I just really hope you understand and appreciate that like i mean i've i've, I've served I a lot of people a lot of drinks i've seen a lot of people fucked up but like 
I, I mean, like, I couldn't believe your. I mean, like, I was doing math when Howard was talking about his marriages. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've been married over 30 years total. Yeah. So, wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. No, it, it's good. And yeah, it's a great relationship. I, I can't, uh, I don't have anything to say. You know, there was, I think it was something that. that you said, we talked about this. There are some relationships that are hard. Yeah. Like yes. they're really hard. You have to yeah, really fucking work at it. And some relationships are easier. Not that they're perfect. Uh, no, nothing's perfect, but it's easier. It's just like, man, we're let's like we're on the same page. We have mm -hmm. similar thoughts. We have similar views. We, it's not like everything they do just irritates me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing that I've seen with you guys. It's 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 definitely it's work, but it's not like oh my god, it's not dreaded. No, it's not dreaded work. Right? Yeah, no, it's right. not at all. You know and. Anytime you want to go on vacation, we're there. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> did. Like, that was one of the smoothest. It was sweet. And I hope you feel the same about oh, me. Oh, no, it was sweet. <laughs> it was like, Trust me. like yeah. you know, I mean, each of us were just like, how they lived and how I lived were the same. And yeah. so and it we, just And we were able out. to still go do our own thing. And nobody right. got, no, no one was irritating. It was not a problem. I mean, yeah. You're going to go do it? Cool. We'll see you later. Yeah. yeah. Catch yeah. you on the beach. Yeah. All's good. Yeah. Got an umbrella for you That's when you right. get there. Yeah, yeah what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> we did. We had a really good time. I would love I would love to do a, a vacation with with uh, Lance and Michelle that'd be and, and awesome. Steve and whoever he Love wants to have to bring a trip like that. That'd be fun. We'll just go rent a big white van. <laughs> Steve's have a pillow yeah. with. <laughs> of course, you know, Florida might not exist that's at the true, time. Of, at the time of this recording. Right. Ian. Yes. Yeah. Ian. Ian, Ian is, is about to through. wipe out my fucking project in Palm Bay, but my abilities are strong as fuck. It'll yeah. still be there. <laughs> my porta potty will be gone. That's right. <laughs> Ian landed today, right? I mean, yeah, it already did. It did. Yeah. It did. So my daughter yeah. lives in early, Fort Myers. Early three, three, three oh four p.m. Oh, today. It? Oh, okay. I thought I was, was going to say yeah. Yeah. This morning it was still like seventy five miles off okay. away from Naples. So yeah, it's. I it's, love Naples. Oh, yeah, Na yeah. have you seen the photos from Nape or the video? No, it is flooded. It's wicked, yeah. I watch a guy. I watch a the guy pre market every morning, and uh, he lives in Naples. Pre market, never get in my life. Yeah, make Yusty's life. I'll do now. Stop Nas talking out. about all those girls. <laughs> talking about who I want to be in a relationship with. That's that Nasdaq. Uh, I like money, <laughs> but he. But we were all watching him, and he's like, "I'll be on tomorrow," you know, and, and if things are fine, and and so he started it. It he starts every morning at seven a.m. He started it, but he got about 15 minutes in, and and then I got the little buffer thing, and and I was like, man, I was like, my Wi-Fi, you know, conking out on me, and then I see in the comments, everyone's like, frozen, frozen. He never came back, uh, so I don't know. I'm wow. sure, yeah, yeah, I was watching a live feed from where my daughter lives in Fort Myers, okay. a live stream, and uh, about the time that the hurricane like was really bearing down, it just went. So oh, did, really? she, yeah, she yeah. Just thinking, 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 yeah. and it just said all oh, power. I'm, I'm yeah. presuming she got out of there. She's in Atlanta. Yeah, okay. she 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 ex evacuated a couple days ago yeah. uh, from the time of this recording, which is what today is the 28th, yeah. 28th of yeah. September. Yep. So on the 26th of September, she could, uh, which I'm glad because I called her. Sure. I said, babe, I said, I think this is really coming at you. And you might want to, because she's pregnant. Yeah. She's due in November. Well, yeah, I think. I was like, Fort babe, Myers I don't think was, you need to be out of power and all that. No. So Fort Myers was kind of the first on the target yep. list up there. Yeah. Yep. Out, so yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're flooded, power's out. So yeah, she's up in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, uh good. with her, her yeah. partner. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Thank Jeez. God. He he was actually on a business trip. He so he was already up north. Oh, okay. In Atlanta right. and already had a hotel room. 
And so oh. he just extended the stay right. and she came on up with yeah, the, that's good. yeah. That yeah. Is good. So so um did, did that answer some of your questions about no. some of the things? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. That, that you learned? Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I don't know that I taught anything, but yeah, I mean, I, look, you know, sometimes you just get lucky and, yeah. and, well, and, I, and it, it takes a little bit of that, but I'm. It's important for we, a lot of people hear so much about the, the negatives of relationships, you know, and, and you Sorry. just have to have, you know, just Steve's. <laughs> Steve brings that aspect to the to the podcast. We need to balance it. But just to Steve's point, I mean, you know, you're you you and Laura are modeling the way, and it's nice. you know, there's other there's other couples that I have in my life that that I've seen out there that they just are living their lives, but you know, they allow you to get a glimpse of what a good marriage is. Whether what you you know, they wouldn't have what they have because you can tell they're best friends. If there weren't things going well, you know, you don't see all the day to day and all the right. things they work through sure. and everything. But sure, all of that's manifesting itself in a friendship that you can just tell at the end of the day that they're close. And you know, you got to have a couple of those people out there because if you can't, you know, always say if you can't imagine what something's going to be, you're certainly not going to be able to create it in your own life because you, you just you, you have no idea what the future what you're trying to work toward. Right. Sure. So it's great to have those, those kind of models and, you know, for you up in patterns to look at, to see kind of how they do it. Because a lot of times you can go up to them and ask them to like, how do you do it? It's, it's not good. It's almost like you're picking it up naturally by just figuring out, then seeing what they have and then thinking, okay, that's what I want, what I need to do in my own life to get myself yeah. there. Yeah. I think it's, it's, you know, sometimes you, you ask what makes a great marriage and it's hard to describe mm -hmm. and because it, it is a lifetime process and it's, it's actions versus words. And yeah. and I can't always describe it. I just, I just know what I got Yeah, and, and I love it. And, yeah. you know, I think we can glean from, I know back in way back when, when I was religious, you know, I would, I would really glean from those that were married the first time and was making it long-term with that first marriage. Now I have a greater understanding for that. And I really learned from people in, in a second or third or even fourth sure. where they've learned along the way and they've really met the right person for them and a good fit for where they are, whatever. I remember one time I was on the beach with, uh, who was I with? I was with a friend. Anyway, there was this couple that walked by and they were like, you know, blue haired folk, real old. And they're walking by holding hands. And I was like, Oh, look at them. They probably married like fucking 60 years or something. And when they came back by, I was like, I'm just going to say something to him. Yeah. I was like, you guys are so cute. Like how long have y'all been married? And they're like one year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. and I was like, Oh, okay. You know, but the, the, they genuinely were sharing you know, you could tell like they had a real connection and I didn't dig to find out what was the story. Cause it, I was like, Oh, who knows what the story is? Doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, they may, may have both been widows for all we know. Sure. Uh, but I, th I thought it was funny that, you know, my stereotypical, you have your first marriage has to work and go the distance. Um, you know, obviously that's, that's not the case. You know, some people it's their second or third or whatever, right. where they finally figure some shit out or, come across a really good compatible person that that makes it work because that's the challenge i think of any relationship it's not just me it's the other person sure you know like i could be doing okay and they could be fucked up or they could be oh. great and i could fuck it up you know it's like yeah, that's what really makes it a, a miracle is not the right word but i mean it, it really makes it something special. It's, it's, you know, you can, you can find yourself connecting with a lot of people out there yeah. and, yeah. you know, but it, it, it does. It's like that, you know, the, we always talked about it, right? I mean, you know, you, when you get married so young, you just don't even know who you are. You're going to be someone completely different 20 years from now. 
And you you don't even know that. And they don't know that. And the fact that they people are able to stay together and grow together in those, I mean, it's just During it's a, changes, it, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's yeah, really that's is. you know, that that helps a lot later in, in life because you're you know yourself so much more and kind of things like that. And you know, it's funny, I wanted that in my second marriage. As as bad as things may have gone or as they were going, mm-hmm. I still wanted to change it. I still wanted to make it right. I sure. still was willing to forgive and forget and move on and it, but it, it wasn't two-sided you know yeah. when it's only one-sided you can't do anything about it you no. know you can't force people to do yeah one person can't make a do. marriage work right right it's just impossible so I, I am curious for for you lance what what have you learned in your marriage with michelle that makes you realize you've matured you know like what have what has gone on that you've thought wow like mm-hmm. i've really grown i've matured it's a good question or is it just i'm with a the right person and and it makes that that makes it all better maybe it's I, both I, mean, I think it's both i think uh you know i i can certainly be a handful um and and i said this to our good friend shelly and austin over the weekend you know michelle is just a great person to absorb some of my idiosyncrasies and and she's also like i think i've heard it enough and i'm mature enough to to hear it from what she's saying you know that i you know do some things that like she'll she know like i'll i'll say something that's kind of pokes her a little bit razzes her you know what i mean and and i just think it's fun you know and she doesn't take it that way you know and and i probably in the past would you know got embarrassed and then you know, being like, why are you so fragile? Or, you know, like, because I was probably trying to defend my own hurt, you know, or embarrassment or something. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. those are just the little things like that, that they, I know they seem so trivial by themselves, but they just add up and they start to just build on them and cause big problems later, you know? Yeah. And so I think, you know, there's, there's probably a lot of different examples, but I mean, you know, to Howard's point, I mean, Michelle and I are just, you know, best friends. I mean, she's just, we just are super compatible and I think for me, the big, big, big thing is I feel like I can be, I can throw all my vulnerabilities on the table and I, and I know Michelle will be okay and still, I don't feel emasculated by it, whether it's uh, the sexuality that, 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 you know, dries up a little bit when you get older or, or saying, you know, okay, we might not want to, you know, throw each other on the bed and do it. But how do we in our fifties stay sexually compatible? And, you know, those yeah. are just tough conversations. Yeah. You know, oh, you, oh, oh, that bed throwing thing. That, that, yeah. <laughs> you just can't do Sorry. it. You just can't throw a woman yeah, when you're like 52. You. Like you could. I got to get my knee braces on. Jump up there and make me think. I did it. <laughs> throw yourself on the bed. But it, it just comes back to just that. Whatever it is, it's, it's you and her having to have conversations about the fact that, you know, what, what would we do if our one of our parents needed to move in with us? You know, like that's like you think, I don't want that to happen to 30. You know what I mean? You just, you know, I've raised kids enough now that it's like I realized to not get so worked up on just the little of things. You know, they right. work them ways out of it. And, but those are, you know, so, you know, her son is is 13. So he's kind of in that stage. You know, I've already been through all this. So it's like there's just things like that that you got all worked up about back then that you just don't anymore. But the big thing for for me is just knowing that her and I can 
just talk it out. And, you know, to Howard's point, he and Laura just talking in front of the fireplace and, and all that. It's it's having that just comfortability next to each other that is so important. And, and to Howard's point, like, that's hard to, you know, you got to figure out, that's hard to find someone like that. I mean, yeah. it takes a little while to to find that type of a person to to be with, you know, yeah. but that's, those, those I think are the big, big things. But man, I mean, I've never been in a relationship. Maybe it's maturity on my part, but I never, maybe I felt like an imposter in my other relationships. Like, like they won't like me if I'm not like this or something like that. Yeah. And I don't feel like that with Michelle. Yeah. 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 That is an important piece. I think one of the things I noticed different in this relationship compared to all the others is I could truly be me in every way and every sense of the word and it was okay it's all right yeah yeah there's yeah it's it's okay it's acceptable yeah yeah it's okay if i wasn't up for the occasion right right you know, there, there was like that's okay yeah like that's just okay yeah you know um well, and i still find myself at times you know thinking am i interesting enough you know or you know like there's a level that keeps you on par, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, or, but it's, it's okay just to be stay at home on Friday or Saturday night for a weekend. You know, it's like, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, where before it's like, I'd get my own mind, you know, and, yeah. and try to just be more than sometimes I needed to be or wanted to be yeah. because I just wasn't comfortable with me. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you can't say this enough when I read, I can't remember that guy's name, Neil something. He created that, all that dating site that's got all the questions on it that you answered, uh, Neil. Anyway, what's the one? What's the e, e Harmony? Is that the one where you have to answer all the questions before you even get a chance to, to uh, match E Harmony? Plenty of fish has a ton of. Well, I don't do online dating. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I remember when I first got married in my first marriage, I read his book because it was the, you know, the Christian thing to do. And he talked about the fact of just being mentally. And physically, like in in shape, and I was just like, I just that went right through me. I was like, I don't even like. I get what he's saying conceptually, but I just, but man, now that I look back, I'm like, if you're not in a good place with in in all the areas, the physical, emotional, spirit, whatever it is, it's you're gonna have a tough time, yeah. Because just the littlest of things can can spark, you know. Yeah. And so I I do think you know having a good taking a good inventory of your own self and knowing where you are with some of these things are important. But I go back to my other point. Sometimes you don't know those things unless you are in a relationship and they they you get and the they feedback. Pop out again. They yeah. get pop yeah. out again. You get feedback. Yeah, yeah. And I think being able to do the normal stuff. I remember. Oh, we got to get you in a relationship, Steve. Yeah, I remember. That's a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember telling Jessica this. I said, you know, I said just FYI, I'm like pretty boring. I said, everything you see online, like that's me <laughs> capturing all the right. wild stuff. I said, I'm pretty boring for the most part. Um, so just FYI. Right. And she was like, yeah, I'm weird and boring too. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it was just, it was nice that I didn't have to feel like I had to pull a rabbit out of my butt yes. every day. That's kind of what I felt like you were saying is like, yeah. I'm not as excited. Like, it's like, I can't run at that pace all the time. You know, right. it's like, I can't keep up with that, all that. I mean, right. I will do some fun things on occasion for sure. I will definitely really impress you at certain times, but a lot of times I'm just a dude Yeah. and I go to yeah. the grocery store and I yeah. fucking buy yeah. eggs yeah. and you know, yeah. like that's what I do. Yeah. And I remember our first couple times to the grocery store, I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just a, just a lame night and we yes. still had fucking fun. Yeah. Like it was still yeah. fun, that's awesome. even though we just 
hung out and talked yeah and just made dinner together yeah just something so simple whereas like early forts. on <laughs> <laughs> exactly forts. steve I love pillow forts. I know you love pillow forts. (laughs) Because you don't think about it. It's it's hard to, I don't know if if people out there struggle with this sometimes, but it's, it's hard to like, we all are on social media. It's like, it's hard to impress people. And I see things online. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm not that impressive. This guy's fucking flying here, flying there. Just bought a Bugatti, bought a new business, all this shit. I'm like, I am lame as fuck compared to this guy. I I do this. (laughs) All right, go ahead, Howard. No, I was just going to say, you know, um, I, I just, I got out of that, that habit of worrying about, you know, who I am, what I'm going to try to do and who I'm going to try to impress and just go about my life. Gosh, right? that's so good to hear. I mean, really, I just, I just got out of that habit. I, I don't care. Most of those people, in my opinion, are just really self-serving and I'm, I don't want to be a self-server. Yeah. I love, and you said it already, you want to help that next person up. Yeah, you know, Steve told us, you know, he likes to take that next person and try to help him up. I'd rather, I'd much rather do that than try to boast about my successes and stuff. I love my successes. Don't get me wrong; it's a great thing. But I love to watch other people succeed. I love to see people rise. You know, and yeah. and that's more important to me than anything. Yeah, so. and that's a, probably that's a that's a feature of of age. And too. It is. Oh, it's older. I've gotten it's older. Maturity, yeah, I care less and less about like trying to impress people it's like, yeah, i mean yeah. it's just it, it's like it's weird like you you know you're you've been back in the day you know you steve you're making pillow forts at 2 a.m you know and i just love it that i i don't sound terrible i'm coming to your house it sounds terrible you know but i'm like <laughs> just enjoy you know it's like i just gonna go home 8 30 9 o'clock we both just like laying on the bed reading or taking a nap on saturday you know i mean just it's those you know what i mean yeah. like and i get it that those are the things you like to do in your fifties and compared to, you know, we still like to go out and do fun things, but, but it's also just nice not having all the pressure of having to go do something all the time and, and try to create that life that when you're 30, you're not sure what your life even is. So you're trying all these things to try to, you know, to, to try to maybe think, is this who I am? Well, we're all trying to gain status. You know, back exactly. then we're all trying to gain status. Yes. It's the next level, yeah. the next job, the next, the next promotion, Yeah, you know, and, give a crap about that anymore right you know i love what we're doing with our venue yes we own our own business but it's not it's not thriving like thriving where we can stop doing what we're doing but i'm not worried about that next promotion i'm not worried about what some other guy thinks about my career path i know who i am life is good yeah steve does though he wants to get that top drawer position at the at the firm <laughs> I think welder, or welder, or is it? By the way, I went over to Janky's uh, operation. Oh, good. I've been there. Yeah. Oh, cool, you, oh you have the oh, the one off Duck Road. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, Jimmy's been the one. one. <laughs> it's awesome. That's a. It's place. awesome. I know. I was like, boy, it's Jake. I was like, Janky's Janky's a big deal. Janky's running this place. Like, boy, we, he's a lot more capable than I thought. Uh huh. That's what I do. He's yeah. what I do. Yeah. You know, he takes the right girl over there. She's gonna be like, oh. I gosh. love this anti dropper man. That forklift. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, you want to go up there to those uh, that office up there on the top of the, you know, that he just puts her on the forklift and yeah. all of us are up there. <laughs> Actually, we're building a speakeasy. In the oh right, the speakeasy. Right. <laughs> See, I love it. <laughs> right. So, so maybe it's time to ask Steve what what makes you want to stay single. I mean, not that you need to get married. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. forcing anybody into it, but but. What, what do you like about where you're at? I have a really good life where I'm at. 
I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I mean, okay. First of all, I have four kids. I yeah. think that's I think, a big issue. And they're younger. I think Ish. I've had less kids and I've had less marriages than everyone here, but I've had more kids, you yeah. know? And I mean, the thing is like, I have a really good spot where I'm at right now. You know, I mean, that's I've great. been doing dance lessons with my oldest, my second oldest daughter for like four months now. She's really killing it. We're doing Latin East coast and ballroom dancing redux society in the crossroads i'm going to give them a plug they're really great fucking people there. they are cool they, they're they're amazing people there you know and and you know i mean i just i like where i'm at you know and i've i've tried to date and like lance has seen me try to date timmy's seen me try to date howard's seen me drink after trying to date <laughs> <laughs> i love the after drink date oh my god he can mix those drinks <laughs> you know I mean, just like, I really like where I'm at. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, like my 13 year old daughter goes to dance classes three nights a week with me. There's not a lot of dads. That's beautiful. I mean, that's where I need to be right now. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, does this part of me like think like, yeah, it'd be great to have someone that I cuddle up with every night and all that shit. Yeah. That, that, that would be amazing. But like, no, I mean, like, I got some really good shit going right now. It's and, not where you're at right now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's going to take a really understanding woman to get around that, you know? I mean, so, like, you know, I've just said, you know, I, I, I'm i just, I'm, I'm, I'm on strike, you know? I mean, like, I dated some last year and some early this year, and, you know, it was good and all that stuff, but it didn't work out, and, you know, I'm just not willing to hit what i have going right now against what mm-hmm. might be right now sure you know? yeah you know, it's, no and that I makes know. sense his, the, his reality of the, the kids that makes a big difference my my situation yeah. would definitely be different i think steve's also got a very uh, large family that he's very close oh to my God. oh my yeah. god i'm envious of his family <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm envious yeah. of my family <laughs> but in it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i mean for the people I've out there all. for the people out there i have seven brothers and sisters all right and they're I all have, very accomplished have i met all of them or most of them i have no idea <laughs> i've met most <laughs> he of gives them. you a loyalty most. card when you when you meet him and he get, you get a punch one for every time you yeah, meet one of the he's family. got some great sisters i've met oh, them. I just, have, just I have, have them call you when they have sisters. a family deal with his with his bar truck yeah, yeah. and, and they're all up. you're right they're all like successful yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm from a very amazing family you know i, I have an amazing family i have which is going to be a big draw for the right woman Yes, she's gonna love that, and it's also a big draw for the Ron woman I found. But you know, I mean, well, that's true. <laughs> true, it's your big office. But the family's gonna help you weed those out, filter those out. Oh yeah, my sisters are cutthroat. I mean, like if you can get through my five sisters, you know, I mean, right? I, wow. I, I don't have any room to question anything anymore. But yeah, no, I mean, like I don't know, I'm still single just because I have it really, really good where I'm at. You know, I mean, I, I think I, that's awesome. You're still young. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, good. Yeah. 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 I'm the young single guy of the podcast, which is like That's a right. new experience for me. But Don't yeah. even force it or push it. I think you're yeah, great. Lance, Lance and I, you, you and I are both 53 or are you 52? 52. You're 52. I'm 53. You're 62. You're 40. I'm That's 40. right. You're big yes. 40. Yeah, dude. I'm so down to do your 40 year old 40 birthday. Me too. When is, have you set the date for that yet? It's not. Yeah, we're working on this. Okay, okay, okay. Is that that next year or this year? I turned 40 this year, but 
I have five sisters and two brothers. And they're all and planning it. It takes a minute for us to all sync up signal. Yeah, look, uh, I've got a, I've got events all the way through December, so let's put it in twenty three. I'm I'm in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be able to go. Yeah. Anytime I can bartend in an your place, I'll count that as fortieth birthday. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you, for those of you that don't know, seventy fifth you know, Street events. Right yeah. on. Yes. Steve carries around a black bag. He is dubbed himself the Mary Poppins of mixology. Oh, <laughs> and he, he is amazing. I like and, that. Uh, he brings it out, baby. I Dude, love it. It's an olive bag, actually. It, it, yeah. it's a, but it's a beautiful thing. Your setup is amazing. Yeah. So. He does make some great drinks. We've done some singles events where Steve was back behind slinging drinks yeah. uh, with Howard. Some good times. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still have people going, is Steve going to be there? Is he going to make that lavender drink? Whatever that was. <laughs> He's got me making that lavender drink. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Steve could have, his, he could have his own blog on uh, speakeasies around Kansas City. This guy knows. I mean, I'm like, what? Where? Guaranteed. You know that old 7-Eleven that uh, <laughs> if you go around by the back. You know, down in that grease alley down yeah. there back. Yeah, it's right. cool. Yeah. I'm like. Okay. Hey, that guy named Guido, just tell him yeah. that you know Steve. Steve right. <laughs> oh, Steve, sure. Oh yeah, come on in. <laughs> yeah, that that speakeasy that's at the bottom of Sam's Town. No, you're thinking of uh, Tom's Town. Yeah, Tom's Town. Yeah, Tom's dude, Town. I'm still really jealous. Um, what's the name of, of that place? No, it's uh, the Concrete Company. Oh my gosh, you set us up so nice on that. Oh one. my god, I did not mean to set you up so nice. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was there opening weekend. Okay, and, with me. Um, with me, with Timmy, uh, with okay. Timmy, yeah, with Timmy, Matt, my sister Maggie, yes. and uh, Megan, yes. And uh, I honestly, though, I did not realize my friend Andrea was working there the weekend that you went. Okay. And that's why you got the premium table. I mean, like, uh, yeah, we did. We got I, premium. <laughs> there was yeah, a guy a doing cool covers there. It was so cool. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous because I thought that, like, Timmy and I would get the, the only up. <laughs> The only thing on that was we were walking down the transition from the light upstairs to that staircase when we were going down, like I was, oh, I was like, pitch black. I was like, man, I'm going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back up. I was fine. Cause I, but I was, I was a little nervous, man, going down. I was like, I'm going to end up like in the basement of, you know, I didn't yeah. have no idea what I was going to get walk yeah, into anyway. Yeah. yeah. That no, was, that's a solid place. Such a cool place. They do a really good job. It's like, it's like I mean, a throwback. Do. Like you literally feel like you've walked through yeah. a time warp. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 1920. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is happening right now? Yeah. 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 That was a good time. Uh, total, totally thrown into reverse only because this interests me. Um, and this doesn't relate at all, but are you still following the stock market? Oh, thank oh, God. Oh, yes. Finally, <laughs> we get Steve like, engaged. Great. Finally, <laughs> we get to my topic. <laughs> now I get to just fight with blast. The one, the one, the one person I can't break up with the stock market, Steve Janky. That's right. So yeah, Steve's oh, our yeah. resident stock market guru. Yep. Just. Yeah, just oh y'all fucked. No, he really does a great job. So here's my question: As of today, whatever it's September 28th or whatever, yeah. have, we, have we hit bottom? Is that uh, yeah, what you're gonna no, we're not. Yeah, Steve says we haven't hit bottom. Yeah, um, Lance said someone, we didn't hit bottom back in April. So yeah. like, his opinion doesn't count. Yeah. What is it? I forget. I've read the book by Tony Robbins. He talks about a bear market. What's the two terms? Is it a bear market and bear a bear market bull? and a bull market? Okay, yeah. which is worse? Okay, Man. a bear market. You are down twenty percent from the recent all time highs. Okay, 
bull market is just going up. Yeah. Neither are worse. He can make money in well, both. Well, that's okay. true. And but for the majority of people, you want yeah, to be most in of you because most people right are in retirement. <laughs> yeah, and they're not traders, so okay. their their money's just going down. They yeah. want it to be increasing, so you want it to be in a bull market. So we're not at the bottom yet. Well, no. there is no one knows. No, what we're the not at the bottom yet. Steve, this is where Steve Shut and I. Up, this is why we have a... <laughs> <laughs> that was a big spike today. Yeah. When did you start trading? <laughs> <laughs> But you, know, but you know, we had a down and then a little bit of an up and then a down again. Well, that's I mean, my it's just, whole that's thing. Just it's, whole, it's, it's, it's back and like, forth. Like, yeah, obviously, hindsight, you know, I could look back and be like, I could fucking make money on that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm trying to look at it now. And I, you, you guys both know I'm, I'm holding a certain amount of money yeah. off to the side because I'm like, I'm waiting for it to, to kind of get at, at least a lower point to where I can go, okay, throw it it's, in there. It's hard to predict because you don't know what the variables are in the future. And right. what I mean by that is just, I mean, Steve's point, I've been trading for two years. Now I've been doing it aggressively for two years. So right. I've, I've, a, seen, I've seen your four screens. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, I'm immersed in it, but it's just, it's all just driven off of, you know, if, if, if Powell would have come out and said something, fear me exactly. I mean, Powell could have come out and said something slightly different in his speech or not been as hawkish in his language or something. The market might have done something different. It's just, it's so random. I mean, literally, I remember, you know, when you when you're not in the market, if people would just give you a question and say, "Do you expect the market to go up or down if Russia invades Ukraine and there's going to be a war on hands?" No one would be like, "Oh, that that would make the market go up." No, everyone's going to say that's going to crash the market. Anything bad crash the market. Literally, the day that they invaded Ukraine, the markets just absolutely spiked. So, I mean, it just does <laughs> random things that you don't necessarily, well, you know, yes, and yes. and it's probably all driven off of the fact that it's like, well, up to that point, we didn't know if they were going to invade Ukraine. So there's uncertainty. So the market's going down. The moment they do invade, they know what's going to happen know. and the markets. But it's just but it's all over the place. And, you know, I love it. But it's there is no, you know, it. it Literally, the the GDP and some of the big economic indicators could come out and be slightly more favorable, and and we might, you know, not we're not going to spike and go back to the highs, but we may not go down to the lows again. But well, we I mean, did just recently go lower than the June lows that we, you know, went hit back in June, which were yeah, the lows. But, uh, I guess yeah, were the but near, but not late, at the lowest point of the year though. No, because uh, well, yeah, yeah, that had been the lowest yeah, point of the year lowest, yeah, was for this year. No, if if GDP came out positive. Powell would come out and hit us with 125 basis points. Then, I then mean, it's gonna. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna go back to COVID lows. The the thing is, we're we're going down right now. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're in a bear market. Yeah, I mean, so it's got further to go. Yes. Well, yes. most likely. I yes. Mean, most likely. Yeah. So with well, so like Steve's not. He's rarely wrong. I will say that he's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, at so it. I don't play the stock market, so to speak, or, or do it that way. I mean, I have a lot of IRA accounts and things like that that I just sit on because you know they always tell you don't freak out, just well, hang on, on to it, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'll yeah, make money good. if you sit on them. Yeah, you know? and and I mean, so and so I just sit, I don't play the stock market. So I mean, my accounts are. I figure, okay, yeah, it's down eighty thousand. That's that's life. Yeah, you know. But it's going to go back up again, and some it'll yes. be twenty thousand up, you know, a year or two from now. Yeah. I don't know, so I don't I worry like about guy. it right now. I mean, I'm not eighty, <laughs> I'm not eighty-five, ninety years old where I need that money, so I know right. I've got time. But this shit just happens every every several years. I mean, this stuff just keeps coming back yeah. and forth, and I just sit yeah. and wait it out, and that's what my financial advisor tells me. And you put money in every month. Just, yeah, I mean, I did when I was doing my IRAs, you know, like with my business and stuff like that. But I I haven't put money into it recently. But I've got some several decent accounts that you know we monitor and we watch and i keep very close with my financial advisor about it 
who are right down here on the plaza, by the way. Oh, right. um, I was and like... yeah, they're amazing. Um, and they and they're they're very good at communicating with me. I mean, the good part is, is they they really keep me comfortable. They make me feel where I need to be. I, yeah. I don't I don't have any angst about it. I mean, I hate seeing it go down like that. I hate getting my monthly reports, yeah. all those things. But at You're the same time, I, next I, quarter. <laughs> probably, yeah, no, probably. But you know what? But I also know that five quarters from now, I'm going to be okay again, yeah. uh, whatever, you yeah. know, so I don't, be, I don't worry about it because I don't play the market, so to speak. So right. I don't have to worry about when I'm going to sell, when I'm going to buy, when I'm going to do all that stuff. Yeah. I just don't play it that way. Well, I know that I got all Twitter paid. Steve finally was like, Timmy, you have two shares. <laughs> calm, calm down. <laughs> and they're I'm both like, in GameStop. I know, I know, but yeah, right. Oh, I, I, my, my son was asking me about it the other day. He was like, dad, I've been putting money in, you know, because it seems like it's going down. I'm like, well, I said, honey, Steve's, I'm always referencing Steve. Yeah. Steve, <laughs> Steve says it's just good to keep putting money in there. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, keep it, keep especially it. now. I mean, you, it, you don't, you know, you, you want to be putting, you don't know what's going to happen when it was at its highs. Right. But, you know, if, if you, you, you just keep putting in money in when it drops a little bit. I mean, yep. certainly if you hit the highs and you're getting the news that interest rates are going to skyrocket, inflation is going, and supply chain is bad, and, you know, the world was shut down for COVID. I mean, yeah, keep a hold of your money for a while. But yeah. things are coming back online now, and we don't know when we're going to hit the lows. And, you know, it's good. Put some money in now, but don't put it all in. Yeah, Wait and see if it drops a little bit lower. It's always good to have some cash. Yeah, But I will say, though, just on the trading, like, it's it's been – the hardest thing that I've like, it's been the most enjoyable, but the hardest thing I've like had to, to learn how to do. Like it's, it's just, and I'm a, and I'm a learner, man. I mean, Steve Janky's a bastard for getting me into this. <laughs> but, Are you making money yet? I make, yeah, I make money, but, but I, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Proud of you. I, I'm so overall you're up now. Finally. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, early I'm, on. I'm close to it. I'm close to it, yeah. but wait, I, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> close to it. Well, with some tax advantages and things like that, sure. I'm like, but but love but this I, guy. <laughs> this, I remember when I first met Steve, we were doing options, you know, and it was like, of course, I didn't know anything about that, and 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 of course, he makes you feel like you can just never lose, right? Because you can't, you just keep rolling options. Like we're down this month, what's wrong? We'll, we'll, we're rolling the next month, but I'm like, we don't take. Well, no, you're gonna take the loss with you, but but uh, you're not gonna feel like you're losing. So I don't lose. <laughs> Well, you're the only trader out there that doesn't. I know. That's yeah. why I'm friends with you. That's yeah, it. that's right. But uh, but it, but I tell you, the thing that you learn in trading is that there's two aspects to it. There's a there's three really. But there's for me, it's it's all just about price action and the technicals and watching. You yeah. know. But the biggest piece is the is the you learn a lot about yourself, and you learn how resilient you are and how okay, big of a loss you, you can take. And, yeah. And how if you you know you risk lose, averse you are risk averse you are and and you you see you learn to see money differently that it's something that you can make a lot of and lose a lot of and okay, and, okay. and you go off and and you don't kick the well, dog and and you you learn how to emotionally become resilient to, to still quick, live life. Can I butt in here? Yeah. All right. The thing is, and I've told I've told Timmy this too, and I've told you this. I right, you learn how to look at money differently. All right, because the money flows around you. And you're just diverting a little stream to yourself. Yep. You know, I mean, Lance is almost positive because he's figured out how to divert that stream to himself that is bigger than his outflow. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's all I got. You go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that you know, that's remember when helpful. Steve used to talk to us on the text, and we were like, 
What the hell is he saying? <laughs> 40 Delta, I'm rolling two contracts in November, Apple, uh, uh, huh? And I'm doing a well, put in the call, and then I'm, right. I'm doing a this and a that, right. and I'm like, what, what the fuck? And then we were like, oh, we know why Steve's single now. Howard, <laughs> I tell you, Steve and I really started to connect when I could connect the dating world using options language said, so what you're basically doing is a long dated call on this girl i mean it's like he was like yeah like that's exactly he'd, he'd come back with something better a little bit more i'm really doing a three to one ratio butterfly spread with a broken wing and by the way that's a legit thing i for for a brief moment out in la i had a uh, buddhist monk mentor that also managed a hedge fund and so, like, we learned about emotional capital and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's how I approach this shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Well, it, and, and, and you've been doing it long enough where, you know, I always try to talk Steve into, you know, I'm like, like, he likes to do spreads, which which have some, you get some upside advantage, but you have downside protection if things go bad. Risk you don't limitation. Right. And, and I'm always like, that's boring. I was like, no, let's just buy buy a call you you pay the price if it's up man you're making money and if it's down you're losing your ass and you're getting clapped i mean but it's like the more you do it you learn you you become more like steve right it's yeah. just like that in life it's like yeah. you, you when you're when you're young no matter how old you are i'm like a 20 year old in the market right now yeah. i like the excitement of seeing the payoff quickly steve likes to be able to go play with his welder in the back for an hour and a half and not I have to worry like about making market. money yeah. i mean so it's yeah. It's 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 awesome, but I but I do tell you, yeah, I've learned uh, I've learned a significant about you know I'll be a real transparent. It's partly my my personality, but it's the market is something that can just absolutely destroy you emotionally, and I and I mean I mean <laughs> I, I mean it just because it's something that you see where you can make a lot of money, and I and I mean a lot of money you know yeah. i mean it, it's oh if it you, can make if you, you rich oh rich i mean yeah and and it can devastate you and and you know and you win some and you lose some and and you know you you get to a certain place where you learn the technical aspect of it enough and then you realize that that you're losing money like i do my biggest problem right now is i can make money very very well all morning long i should quit at 10 30. but but the market is just over there with little ticks all day long and you see it ticks and you think I could be in this trade right now. I mean, you know, literally it's hard to discipline yourself to just say, you know what I made. I mean, you will learn everything that you want to know where all your shortcomings are by, by, by playing the market yeah. because you just learn how to be disciplined and how to be mechanical and how to, you know, think less emotion, you know, less about that's things. what gets me is the emotion yeah. part of it. Well, it gets, it's everybody. I mean, it gets yeah. everybody. That's, that's mm. the key. I mean, you know, it's like Michelle and I, we don't talk about it because she, you know, she just, she can't handle it. She doesn't, and I get it when you're not there to, you know, to see kind of, and it's hard to even explain to someone. It's why you got to have a fellow trader, you know, it's hard to, to have them understand. It's like, well, that's, it's gambling. And it's like, I can see where you think that, but it's not, uh, you know, yeah. like it, it's, it's not like I'm just putting $50 in the blackjack table and it's like that 50 is either going to be gone or I'm going to get a hundred back. Right. It's not like that. You, you put $50 down and, and you lose five, you just take 45 off the table real quick. You know, you're like, yeah. I don't have a good hand. I'm going to take 45 off. I lost five. Yeah. You know, you, you, you become, you learn how to, it's a little business, right? You learn how to become, uh, you know, your risk management and just the psychology and all of it. And it's, it's been fascinating. I mean, it, it's, it's certainly Stephen always say this and we're going to be doing this and you know, when we're 80, yeah. 
you know, and, and I'll be a hundred and he'll be 70, <laughs> but, but it's, uh, but it's, it's been good, but they, they, I had, a, I had a, a lot of success. I mean, my, my curve was just, you know, bumpy in the beginning. And then I started to really gain a lot of success. And then I took a, you know, a big downturn and then, and now I've just kind of stable. And it's probably like that with anything that you learn that's technical <laughs> like that. It's kind of like you learn the learning process of how things happen. It's like that in dating, right? You know, yeah. you come out of the gate and you're, you know what I mean? And then yeah. you say, and then you're, then you kind of like, you're trying to figure yourself out. And it's like being a Chiefs fan. Yes. You know, <laughs> it really not is. To kick the dog after a loss. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, there was you know, those years as a Chiefs fan, right? That it was like, we were kind of good, but but not good enough to ever just – we didn't have Mahomes. Take it to the top. Right. Yeah. It would come down to a last-minute field goal that we would miss. Or, you know, you'd miss, you know, you just th- – things go wrong on the field. And yeah. you need someone like a Mahomes that can scramble around and some other players around them that can, you know, just kind of play backyard ball and, yeah. and get things done. And it's like that sometimes. But you go through those times of period where it's it's rough. And But, man, it, it's – it's I never – you know, they always say, oh, it takes three, four, five years to – to be a you know a trader a good trader you know and I was like oh. okay and I was like Back on <laughs> I was like thinking I was like I don't think it's gonna take me that long and I'm like I I can see that's you know I'm I'm in, in January it'll be year two for me you know and I feel like I feel like that'll be a good year for me you know but it's yeah. like it's one of those things where people have been trading for thirty years and they're just like there's still you there's so much to learn and and that's what I love about it yeah and what I've wondered about trading is has anyone maybe they have maybe I maybe I have a book of over here that's I should read, but has anybody really figured it out where they consistently? No, just... no, no. What they figured out is a yes. system. <laughs> no, it's not true. No. They so, win some, they lose some. They win some, they lose some. Right. I mean, re- I, I, I recently joined up with a professional trader online. Like he puts his trades, like he teaches a lot. It's the only reason I did it because I get more out of his teaching. He comes on twice a day and he's like, this is what I'm thinking. And, and you can, you can learn. You can win if you if you know how to set the options up in a way that because of just the nature of the market and things like that, you know. But but I think what you're asking is there's no one out there, even including hedge funds, that that know what the next guy is going to do. I mean, you you just there's so many people trading that I might be a hedge fund and I think it's going to go down, so I'm, I'm shorting in a million shares, and there may be another hedge fund or two that they think it's in a place that it's at the bottom and they're buying long. And if those things are going to count, you know, it's just, there's not one. Yeah. There's, there's hedge funds that can move the market up or down, but no one knows where it's going long-term consistently. But, but right. some of those, they don't necessarily care. I mean, they're in for the the long haul, you know, so they're, yeah. they're not thinking I got to know Steve. today what's going to happen. Is, is Warren Buffett a long? He's a long. Oh yeah. He he's definitely He's okay. long. Yeah. Steve. Yes. I'm just waiting for some feedback from you. Yeah, do, you do you have you lost some too? Do you lose and win? And I don't lose, but um, he loses. <laughs> There's no one that doesn't lose. Trust me, I know he loses because I used to follow his damn trades. I'll show you my charts. Oh, he wins, he wins a lot. <laughs> sure, yeah, he wins sure. a lot. Yeah, he wins, but he plays a different game than I play. Yeah, that, that because wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Okay, what charts do you trade, Lance? Well, I only trade the futures now, so I only trade Nasdaq and oh, no, 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 no. time frame. Oh, daytime, daytime, one time, eight, four, one hour charts. What oh, five trade? minutes, five minute chart. What are you talking about? Yeah, I trade the one day charts. Exactly. Yeah, you're more of a long. Steve is a seller more of options. I mean, so his he gets his his advantage 
is the stock staying within a certain window or outside of a window or something. And he's just every day that goes by, he's making money because he's getting the decay off of what the theta. Uh It's like an insurance contract. When you purchase a six month, let's just say you're going to purchase once. We we get a renewal every six months, but let's just say that you're going to buy a hurricane, right? It's like we get, we're predicting that there's going to be a hurricane in six months. So everybody goes out and buys hurricane insurance, right? Well, the premium is going to be real high. Well, every single day that there's not a hurricane, that premium just keeps drop, right? Steve's got the money in his pocket already. And, 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 and the money's just decaying. Now they might come back and say, Hey, I want to cancel my policy. Well, what charged them a thousand dollars on day one is now down to 800 because you've used some of that. So he gives them eight and he's made 200. So his, he's, his, he gets an advantage from the long-term play. I just get an advantage from reading the charts right on, on, on imbalance of selling and buying pressure. Okay. If it's going up or down. So th- what you're doing is more of what we would consider a day trade. Yes, exactly. That's all I do is do. I'm in cash okay. every night. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And the difference is it comes down. You have to find the right trading for your personality. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, I, Steve knows this about me. He knows that I get bored just doing that. You know, like I don't like putting the trades on and just sitting there watching them do nothing, Yeah. you know, and Steve might be, he may be losing. He may have a, a trade on, for 30 or 45 days out, he may be losing for 15 or 20 days and then stock comes back down into his range and whatever. And all that decay is gone at that point in the last 10 days, he's making bank yeah. when, when he was, you know, he was last in the race for the whole time. And here he comes out of the back <laughs> and, and here, whatever that, I was thinking yeah. that horse race, you know, yeah. he, very end, he's crossing the line first. Yeah. Here comes moonlight struck right. all the way from the back. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm a swing trader. You know, I mean, yeah. like, is that what the what your the title of what kind of how you operate is more of a swing trader? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I know that that some people are the like what you're doing is more what I'm doing. I've I've bought all solid, you know, Coke, Coca Cola. Like I've bought, you know, yeah, whatever, Google, Apple, Tesla. I have the you know that well the et is it etf what do i have I yeah. Mean, ETF. yeah i do the etf which is more <laughs> you know i follow however many companies and you know it goes up and down and up and down and up and down but yeah over just, from the time i got in it to the time now like it's still up right like it's yeah. up from yeah. back then yeah and i tried to you know back when i was you know with steven lance talking a lot about more about it i remember just after covid i was like okay i'm buying into all of the the cruise ships, mm-hmm. you know, and just so happened, you know, Steve was even like, Timmy, I'm proud of you. That was a good call. Like I bought, <laughs> I bought you, all you guys the made cruise ships. Carnival. Yeah. Like I jumped in when it was at, at the lowest and I've still yes, got yes. it. I've still got it to this day and I'm just going to keep holding it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, got out of the high array yeah. <laughs> and I have my own retirement through work and you know, I, that all just sits like everyone else's right. I mean, right. And I, but I think the thing that I've learned and I knew nothing about the markets, I mean, I, I didn't even think about, you know, putting in money retirement because I didn't have the money and matching 401k and all. I mean, I just like, huh, you know, whatever. And it's like when you're 30, you just don't. And, and just learning about the markets over the last couple of years, I think it's very, very wise for anyone to kind of have a rudimentary understanding of just the different products that are out there. You know, how a, a, a CD works and, you know, how a, how a, a bond works and, and when to be in those. I mean, there's like, you know, when, if you think that we're in a bear market, you know, you could have gotten your money out when we were around the highs 
And you could have put, let's say you still want to be a long-term trader. You could have put all that money into inverse funds, which, which means when they're going down, the money's going up, right? Yeah. They, because there's a lot of hedge funds out there that they don't allow them to short stocks. So when you can't short a stock, which means you're going to make money when it's going down, you're just on the sidelines because until it starts to go back up, right? Yeah. Well, they created these inverse funds now that you can put money in that actually make money when the market's going down. So if you know when to kind of flip things around, you can still be in the long term. But if you don't know those products are available or an ETF or, or whatever the case may be, you know, I'm not saying that you need to go out and understand all these complex options products or when should I buy some futures contracts to hedge my portfolio that's probably going to lose some because we're in a bear market. You know, that gets a little bit level too complicated, but just understanding that be a little bit more active instead of just, you know, I hope that I retire when we're up instead of down. See, yes. That's that's, that's the thing that, you know, I would say it needs, to, and, and Howard said, you know, his broker calls him and gives him a good update and this is where we're at and things like that. My only caution on that, and I've learned is that they those guys are always going to make you feel comfortable because they don't want you taking the of money course. out and, and that, that yeah and and that's what you have to understand and and so you know knowing that i mean again if if your broker maybe offers some of those things like hey what are your thoughts on putting some of my funds in some of the inverse etfs they may say no i think that's a good idea let's yeah. do that until maybe we kind of get out of this mess and we start to hear that inflation is going to you know stabilize and and rates maybe will come down a little bit or something like that just being a little bit more active than than most people that was probably the best book I ever read was the Tony Robbins book, which talked specifically about that scenario, uh -huh. saying that, you know, when you're talking about the fees and the different things for someone else managing your money, right? like when he started throwing the numbers out of over five years, if you're doing it yourself, you've made this much. If you've had someone else managing it, like they're taking about 250,000 and I'm like, what, you know? What, what that's you, what made me go well i'm doing it myself for sure what you have to realize and this is when you give your money to a broker like that the majority of them they've got a a product that they've set up that's it's diversified in international funds bonds and you know based on your age and things like that how aggressive do you want to be how you know cautious or whatever right and and you just put the money in that fund and whatever that product does on a day-to-day -day basis right. and it's set up so that it's going to kind of stabilize based on you know what i mean so yeah. it but it but it's not like they're doing it's not like they're watching the market and trading your money all day long so you get the best return out of it right. it's, right. it's whatever <laughs> that product does at the end of the day and again to their credit the product is set up to to match kind of what the returns are supposed to be and they usually say this will probably return annually four percent or something yeah. like that depending on how aggressive you want to be but but for me i was kind of like so what do you do as a mom? I mean, yeah, you know all these things about tax advantages and things like this, but your job is really sales. Your job is to go out and get me to give you money every month to put in that account. You're not really like thinking, hey, I want to make this. I want to make rich. this. Yeah, I want to make this guy rich. Right. <laughs> right. You, you're going to be better off than doing it yourself because most people aren't going to understand it. But but on the other hand, you, I just think being educated enough to kind of understand how the system works is, is is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve's been helpful. I mean, that's oh, he's, he's brilliant. It. Yeah. Oh, he's brilliant at it. I mean, he's, <laughs> and I say, you know, I tease him all the time. I mean, you know, I'm the young gun in this thing. So of course I got to have a contrarian opinion. I mean, I'm not going to let him tell me what to do, Right. but he's usually <laughs> right. He's usually right. I love it. He's very good at the, uh, and this is the piece that I'm not good at is, and I say there's three aspects to trading. There's fundamental aspect and that's just the macroeconomics and just the geopolitical landscape and things like that. You know, you've got the midterms coming up. That'll probably be a, in fact, there's the technical piece, which is what I'm all about. You know, just 
how to read price action on the charts and things like that. And then there's the third, which is the psychology, which is another big piece for mine as well. But Steve's very, very strong at the at the fundamental piece of it. I mean, and kind of understanding what the long-term macro view of the, the market kind of looks like and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Steve's definitely helped me a lot with my thought process about yeah. money, you know, and understanding that, well, I mean, the Tony Robbins book, it's, you know, the, the money game. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's getting a, I get pissed. I get it. pissed when Steve's busy at work yeah. and his, his workers aren't performing over there where he has to not be in the market <laughs> and talking to me. He's back there fixing welders and running bulldozers. I'm just like, what's wrong well then you need to let those people go if they can't if they you know it, it's just it's just not fair when did you get in this the stock market steve when did you find that interesting 2021 yes oh so fairly recent. no not 2021 no, no, 2001 yes there oh i was go. like wait what okay and was it just someone was it because you, of the or? uh was it because of the terrorist attacks or something or no no i mean like the um terrorist attacks changed everything right i yeah. mean like i don't know i bought in a ford and I, he's bought he's got a lot of ford does he <laughs> yeah, yeah we always talk about anytime ford. we hear news on ford ford <laughs> ford's going crazy and it's up a dollar <laughs> but yeah. no i mean i'm still making money on ford i mean i sold the calls when they hit 25 and i was like it's not worth that it's an 11 dollar company and we're making money you know yeah. i mean yeah. i mean I, I don't know. Did someone train you? Did someone mentor you? Did you yes, learn? Yes, yes, yes. yes I could yes. tell. I could write. When Steve dies, I'm going to write his biography. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I He's mean, an old Jewish teacher. He taught him. Yeah, and the question about the stock market is, what's your time frame? What? What's your time frame? Oh, what's your time frame? Lance's yeah. is like one hour. Oh, less than that. I'm. I'm literally... Three to five, three. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I've, I've learned that that's, I try to, I like to be more of a daytime swing trader, meaning that if we're just in a little bit of a chopper. So you're in and out in a day. Oh yeah. But I mean, I I literally probably make, you know, I could make a hundred trades a day. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Where Steve, you're more week to week, month to month. I do not consider charts seriously less than one week. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, and I'm more the law, like I'm mentioning this name only because I've studied some of his stuff, but like the Warren Buffett policy, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. The company, the CEO, how's the trajectory? But see where Buffett was really good was on the fundamental aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, he knew kind of when something was like carnival, that it's like, this is, this is a solid business, but it's just in the, in, in the tank right now because of, you know, the, the situation. Yeah. So, I mean, but he, he's made a lot of money on he, and he has a lot of money so he can buy a lot of money Yeah, or buy a lot of stocks. Yeah. The reason, the, one of the reasons that I like trading futures is because it trades almost 24 hours a day. So, you know, oh, because of work, you know, it's like you, you can trade, but I can trade. It's not as liquid in the evenings, but you know, I can trade at four o'clock or, you know, if, if I have a break between calls or something at 11 or 12, I mean, it's, you know, okay. you can make a lot of money real quick. And the reason I moved to futures is because I used to trade four stocks, Amazon, Google, Shop, Shopify, and Tesla. Okay. And all of those used to move 75 or or $100 a day. And they all split. And they all split. <laughs> and so they all trade like $3 a day now. Yeah. So that became very boring to me. 
Yeah. Where futures, they move 75, 80, 100 points a day. Oh, and cool. and and you make, depending on what you're trading, if you're trading the micro, you make a dollar twenty-five a tick, and a tick is a twenty-five. So for yeah. every dollar or every point, you got four ticks. So you make yes. five dollars on the micro, or you make fifty on the mini. Yeah. So if you're not paying attention, you and that's that's a that's a that's one point. And it that 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 little candles up and down five, six, eight, ten points. I mean, and those things can move. Quick. Oh, yeah. you can lose your ass in literally 45 to 50 seconds. Ooh. I mean, it reminds so, me of forex trading because I got into forex trading. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I like love a, forex trading. I'm, I'm like, I'm on 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down 100. Right. <laughs> it does. And that's my point. You learn to just you see money differently, you know? Yeah. You just see money as kind of capital to help you do what you're doing to make money. You know, yeah. it's not like you you're up or down or something. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Sure. Because because then when I go out and I'm just like, ten dollars for a freaking cheeseburger. I mean, I literally could put a trade on right now and five seconds later probably have twenty five dollars. Yeah. But that yeah. twenty five dollars to me is a lot different than going out and having to spend it's just it's a weird that's what i'm saying like you learn a lot about how you think about money and things like that you know Mm -hmm. i mean i i was thinking a a guy i heard somebody talk about a credit card or something and they owed twenty thousand dollars on a card or something and and i remember when i was working i was just thinking man i was like when you get yourself in those situations you're just like how am i ever going to get out of this twenty thousand dollar debt yeah but the thing about trading is that you give yourself a skill that allows you to make money for the rest of your life if you're willing to do it anywhere. Yeah. And if you get yourself into a situation, you know, you can make easily two to three thousand dollars a day. No, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, I remember when I first met Steve, he was he was telling me about he would pay his rent. Yeah. Based yeah. upon his trading. No, my mortgage. Or your mortgage. Yes. Yeah. Your yes. mortgage. And I thought, wow. And he would every he's like, yep, every month I'd make my mortgage. But that no, that, no, no. Is it, it's really important to me. I point this out right now. All right. But, oh, fuck. That account. Steve's been there way too long. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have to call the guys from Drastic. Come get him. <laughs> <laughs> that account that I started when Timmy and I met was $400. I paid my mortgage with that for like two years. Yep. That is not a uh, standard return. No, no. I mean, like, that was a ridiculous risk. We were in a good market then, too. Oh, absolutely. We were in a bull market right back then. I mean, it was like, um, Demi, when you get divorced? 2019. It was 2019. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good year. That was a good year. It was a great year. I mean, we could, we could sell fucking puts on S&P at the money. And just count on paying our bills in 30 days. I mean, when, when you sell puts, that means you hope the market's going up. Right. Yes, 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 yes. You know, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, I hope most of the people out there right now understand that they are in a unique opportunity. Right, 20 There's years. your girlfriend calling scam likely. It's an interesting <laughs> name, Steve. Name one of your girls scam likely. Anyway, keep going. I'm interested in hearing this. They're yeah, really yeah, unique. Yeah. Lance says that, but 20 years from now, nobody is going to regret buying right now. True. Interesting. That's yeah. true. And that's, that's true. I think that's where I'm at more is like, I realize then you should get in. I know. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And you get because in. Because I on- can't. Even Steve told me that. He goes, Timmy. You can't predict the bottom. Right. You can't. You can't predict the bottom. You can't. Yeah. 
I spent most of my life trying to pick the predict the bottom, but like, I mean, I'm buying right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. Well, even Tony Robbins in the book, he talks about, he said every month you should be putting something in Yeah. Oh, when yeah. it's going up, when it's yeah. going down, just whatever, just keep putting it in. Because he said in the long term, he said there'll be a bear market, there'll be a bull market. There'll be a, it's like, this yeah. is, I guess it's like every eight year. Like he's like, it's literally, if you study the market over the, yeah. From this time to this time, it's up. Yeah. It's overall. Well, this, this won't matter to a lot of people, but I want to say it. And Steve asked me, I don't know, a month ago, he's like, What do you think now that you've been trading in a bear market? Because when I started, it was a bull market. And I, I tr started trading at a good time because I've got to see both. Yeah. And trading in, yeah. and, and it's it's a lot different than just the markets going up or the markets going down. Right. I mean, you know, you think, Well, if the market's going up, like, why don't you just buy whatever products that, that you profit when it's going up? But if it's a bear market, why don't we buy products? Man, I'd say it <laughs> trades a lot differently in a bear market. Really? Oh, it's it's brutal. It's brutal, like, Timmy. <laughs> really? Oh, it's so volatile. And at the moments that you just they, those guys know how to take your money and I mean every it's somebody I sent a video to Steve one time and I he, I, I said this seems spot on and he sent back he said yeah and it's like the guy was basically just saying it's like everybody gets screwed in a in a bear market if you're a retail trader and it's hard to understand when you're there but it's just a different dynamic it just seems so much smoother and stabler and 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 and, and the moves they they you know. It, it, it moves up, it pulls back a little bit like you would think, and then it moves back up like you would think that's a normal move. It, it just doesn't work like that in the bear market. And I'm glad I'm learning how to trade in a bear market, but it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. It's brutal. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. All right, so we're going to come to the end, but I just wanted to ask this last question because you know I love talking about this topic. So we've talked about the three topics, you know, marriage and dating and all that, and a little bit about the stocks and stuff because I was so curious about that. And then the final one, just for the next uh, 10 minutes, Yep. Um, Lance and I come from an evangelical Christian background, Yep. and we've been on a journey. I don't, I don't know where he's at. I know for me it's been quite a journey. Um, even since Lance and I did the podcast regularly together, um, like I am firmly like, yes, I'm an agnostic with Christian leanings is what I say now. Um, just because I, I don't know. Um, and it's been such a journey. I, I really want to record. I really want to write a book about the spirit of, of Jesus or the heart of the message of Jesus that I still respond, you know, still yeah, I sure. vibrate yep. with that, but I definitely, you know, don't have any of the same, like, People go, are you a Christian? I'm like, no, I am not a Christian. That's for sure. Um, though I have Christian leanings just because that's my my upbringing. And I still value Jesus. And I still think the Bible has some good stuff in it. I just don't view it as the word of God or anything like that. So I'm just curious. Um, you know, I haven't really talked in depth about it. Are you still actively? Are you still going to church? Are you still kind of, are you, would you say you're Christian still? Just still open? You're still kind of where you were? Yeah, I'm definitely where I was. I mean. You know, I, I don't want to be that guy, but it's like, I just don't, I don't want to say that I'm not a Christian or I am a Christian or what it's like. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, uh, there's times I'm like, still think, you know, I'm like, just, there's things that don't make sense to me without having some sort of a, a God or something like that. You right. know, do I think it's as prescriptive as, as the Bible is? And, you know, and I think is, you know, is it all captured right there? I think we I think most Christians have more of a relationship with the book. And I get where they're coming from. That's yeah. that's the word of God. So it's with God. But it's really just 
you know, it's like going back to the manual. It's like, no matter, you know, if we're a chemist and we need to figure out what the equation is, it's like, well, let's just go pull the reference book off the shelf. I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's like, let's just go pull the Bible off and see what it's like. No, that's not what John 3.16 says, you know, or that's not 2 <laughs> Corinthians 8, whatever, you know what I mean? And it's like, you, that that's very prescriptive to me, and I have no interest in that. But, you know, am I very spiritual? And, and, and I say this all the time, you know, man, I hope that I get there in the end and there is what I thought there was. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but I think it's going to be much, much different than than I ever thought. And, yeah. and I'm willing to be okay with that. Yeah. And, you know, and and again, I, I, I don't know if there's some sort of afterlife, you know? I mean, the Sapiens book was very instrumental to me. Me too. That, that, that book really, you know, that was, I mean, there's probably a lot that led up to my thinking and that just kind of really culminated, consummated it all for me. But... But just, you know, understanding how we've evolved and things like that and understanding how we as uh, individuals think and, and the psychology of our minds and the way that we protect ourselves emotionally. It's like, you know, all of that. But I also think now that I'm much more open to other spiritual writings and I don't, I'm not reading them intentionally, but sure. but in the past, if somebody had some sort of alternative interpretation of something, you know, I just be like, whoa, yeah, like, okay, that's new age, you know, like, you're wrong, I can tell. <laughs> and I'm much more open to their, you know, now I'm kind of like, you know, it's in, that's interesting, like, angle on it, you know, and, you know, somebody was reading something the other day, and somebody said something about, you know, and about how all mankind is, uh, well, I just got this book called Letting Go, I think his name is by Dawkins, but it actually came from Oh, people. Richard Dawkins? No, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh. I wouldn't read a liberal like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was about this whole idea, which I'm very interested in, of just understanding, controlling your emotions, not getting so wrapped up in, in all the things, you know, and, and learning how to let go of anxiety and fear. But it talked about just how mankind is set out on learning how to, you know, protect ourselves and to be happy and look, you know, and you, you, you can see where maybe some of the teachings of Jesus, like everyone crucified Rob Bell when he said, you know, maybe Jesus didn't even want to be a Christian, you know, and I get that, but it's like, you know, I'm like, I know he's, but I'm like, in some ways, maybe we've made Christianity, Jesus more into something than it was, you know what I mean? Like right. there was a lot of other faith that came up behind that and, every, you know, but we've really Christianized that theology. I'm certainly not open to some crazy wacko, you know, that's way, I mean, I still have a framework that I think through, sure. but I'm certainly much more Open, open to them, but I'm, but, but I'm not just open. Like I'll just believe anything. It's, it's still me trying to seek and find what I really think is the truth. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with Adam Hamilton, Church yeah. of the Resurrections yeah. pastor. Yeah, love Adam. I do too. I really, I do because he's such a thinker. And I asked him, um, this was about a month ago. I said, Hey, I've been, you know, just been really reading and studying and all these things. And I said, I just want to run some mm -hmm. thoughts by you. I said, can I send you a blog that I did and want you to read it and tell mm -hmm. me what you think? Mm -hmm. And he, he said to me, I align with a lot of what you said there. And I said, well, interesting. You know, and so we had this conversation. I said, here's what I'm learning is that early Christians didn't think what we think is Christian. He goes, absolutely. He goes, what the version of Christianity that we all think is the truth uh -huh. is not what early Christians thought right. was the truth. Right. And he said, so, you know. To be so dogmatic that this is the way. A mm hundred -hmm. years ago, it was another way. Two hundred yeah. years before that, there was another way. Yeah. And he said, "You got to take the bigger, broader theme of love and goodness, and you know all that." 
And I was, it was just so refreshing to hear that because yeah. that's what I've struggled with is the, you know, if you don't accept Jesus, you're going to burn in hell. Really? Right. Is that really what you think? Right. You think every good, kind, caring Buddhist is going to burn in hell forever and ever. Right. Right. I just can't, as you know, I just yeah. can't roll with that right. belief system. And so when I talked to Adam and I specifically brought that point up, I said, I don't think that a good, kind, caring Buddhist is going to go to hell. Adam said, I don't either. Yeah. And I was just like, so it just, I was like, okay, so I'm not crazy here. Yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. But that's something you and I've talked about yeah. a lot, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I find it more refreshing to be where I'm at today. I know I, I wouldn't have said that, you know, Howard made this comment earlier, you know, it's much different when you're 30 and then you are in your fifties. And, yeah. and I certainly would have crucified myself back then. <laughs> you know, I just wouldn't have given myself the forgiveness, but it just, I'm okay with, I realized that it's like, I, you know, I'm, I'll be okay. Like I'm really seeking the truth here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not trying to, to come up with some alternative theology so that I can live a lifestyle that's, that's, you know, the line from what I know is, you know, right. digresses from God's or so. I just not, I'm trying to, I'm really see, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm more open to, I think there's more open, you know, chances of some open different th theology than we just maybe have Christianized yeah. it. Howard's well, got a good thought. I can tell it's coming yeah. down. Well, I was just going to ask both you and Timmy a question. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys still pray? I, I don't as much be in is it, well, I, I don't pray as much in the sense that I don't, this is probably one thing that I'm not as big a believer on. And that is, I don't believe that there's this, you know, personal relationship that I only have with God. I mean, like if, it, when you pray, it's like, Oh, Lance, what can right, I do for you? Right. Today? It's, yeah. and I, I don't know how to explain it. It's not probably not a great example, but it's like someone who has a bunch of kids. Let's say you have 10 or 12 kids. I'm like, you're, you're going to love all of them, but, it, and you're going to have maybe a understand what's going on in each one of their lives, but it's not like you've got to sit there and dial in directly and have all these, you know, like I'm the only one there is. It's like, there's a general understanding kind of, and, and I, that's kind of where I'm at. I see mm -hmm. prayer Howard more as me getting myself in line with God's way of life or thinking or getting myself poised in a way or postured properly than me asking God to give me a job so that I can pay the bills. I know that that gives us as humans a lot of comfort knowing that if I pray that there, you know, that aunt Mary's going to get healed, but you can't reconcile the fact that there's so many people to pray and they don't heal. And this is where I don't like it is because then the, the mental gymnastics come in because they can't handle that in their own frame of thought. And they say, must not have been God's will. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's, it's just, it drives yes. me bonkers. And that's why I say like, it's good for you to pray, but I think prayer is just more of this meditative type of aligning yourself with your inner self and the way God's created you and all this. It's not that it's devoid of God, but it's not like I'm asking God directly and he's writing it on a pen and paper and then he's going to either give it to me or not because it aligns up to something else he's got, you know, in the long-term plan. Gotcha. Uh, you, articu you articulated that. Great. That's what I think. I, I, I feel that prayer and yes, I do still pray. But my prayer is more about my own, the meditation of my own heart of aligning myself to what I think is the supreme being or God or goodness or whatever mm -hmm. it is. It's not that I'm praying that God will, you know, right. get me that wedding booking. And then right. God's like, okay, yeah. I'll book the wedding right. for you. I but, don't but what view about, it that way. But what about praying on the other side of the thankfulness and Thanking, thanking yes. for the oh, now that yeah. I'm always very generosity, thankful. all of yeah. that I think is all built right into it. Yeah, yeah. 
Because to me, that still comes back to me kind of line. You know what I'm saying? Like reminding myself of the generosity of, of, the, of the things that you've, yeah, yes. the things that you, you're blessed with or however you want to look at that. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that kind of sums up my view of where I'm at with Christianity. I feel like when you, if you just are dogmatic about the fact that it's like, you're going to crucify me because I don't think that God is listening to my prayer. And that's important to a lot of people. I get it. Yeah. But if you allow yourself to maybe, uh, it just feels to me like when I, if I've, I've, I've learned this other aspect of it, it seems to make more sense to me in how, I've prayed and I view the world and I see how God interacts in the world and things like that, you know, and, and because there's just so many times when I don't even know what I ought to be praying for. I mean, you only know because you're, you didn't get your butt off the, the chair and you don't have a job. And so now you can't pay the light bill. So you start praying to God and now, you don't, you know what I mean? Like there's just, that's just an easy example, but I'm just saying like, there's, you just, sometimes you just don't, I mean, to, to Timmy's point, yeah, he could have been praying for God to bring the right girl into his life. And, sh- and along comes Jessica when all along it might be Timmy just being a, a man of God and trying to align his own life with what he thinks right, and that attracted a person like Jessica to him. Yeah. You can you can narrative the piece in two different ways, yeah. you know, and 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 it it's you know well, that, you yeah you Lance you, you in my opinion you've nailed it that I read a recent uh, study where they did a study on does prayer work, mm-hmm. and they took a thousand people that had cancer. And they had a group of a hundred people that prayed for these people and prayer made no difference right at all. But the what did only it- time it did make a difference is if they told the person they were being prayed for. Okay. Right. Then it made a little bit of a difference, yeah. but there wasn't like, okay, this group of 50 people who were prayed for recovered, didn't yeah. die or something good yeah. happened. And the people that weren't prayed for fucking suffered and died. Yeah. There was no difference. Right. And I'm, you know, I was a pastor for 30 years. You yeah, were a pastor. Yeah. There is no difference between what, but people, what it, believers what it, and non-believers. What it does do is it builds empathy within you be, for the person that you're praying for. 100%. You know what I mean? I like believe prayer is more for me yes. than it is. I'm not moving the hand of God. I'm adjusting myself yes. to align with goodness or or a supreme, whatever. Yep. Uh, that's how I view it yeah. anyway. And yeah. that's only because it's, it's, uh, I, I'm I'm a seeker of truth, right? The Bible teaches um, the truth will set you free. Yes, and I've always been a big believer in yes, it does, but not <laughs> truth, but actual empirical truth. Like, is this true? Like, going back to the COVID days, does wearing a mask actually? verifiably make a difference or doesn't it? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. It, it, yes. It, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and if it does, like I want to follow the truth. Yeah, like right. if it, if it really is yeah. actually factually a proven fact, yeah. then that's what I want to know. And I, what I want to live by and what I want to go by. I don't want to go by, well, but my heart tells me it's true. Right. My faith, I believe is true. Right. Or I, oh, I don't want fine. people to think I'm a Democrat because I'm wearing mask. I mean, literally right, it might, right. you, you might, you might think that a hundred percent. So for me, my desire, which was a Christian instilled desire to know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, I want to really, really know. And that's what, you know, I was as a, when I was a Christian, I had to do backflips and these weird gymnastics to make something makes, well, you know, like if you prayed for it and you didn't get the job, well, that's because God knew that you really didn't get, it's like, Really? Right. And then you stress yourself out. It's like, okay, then what, what do you have for me, God? Like it's just, it. And honestly, 
Am I reading the Bible enough? Am I doing enough? Am I, did I do this did wrong? Did I pray sincerely? I, yeah, like it was, it's so stressful. I mean, it honestly, it honestly is. I feel like it, it puts so much, because there's so much pressure given to you about this personal relationship. Yeah. It's, it's an, it's, it's an, an interesting, interesting yeah, it is very well, I, know, I mean, you're, you're a Christian, you pray. Have, oh Lord, I wish you would have told us that. How do you, well, I mean, have, have there been things like that you will pray for and then it, it, it goes your way or you pray for it. It doesn't go your way. How do you reconcile that? God knows best. Whatever happens, happens. I don't ask for anything. Oh, well, that's good. I, you don't have most, to when you look as good as Howard. He gets I everything know. he wants. Most, <laughs> honestly, it's because God's blessed him. Honest, honestly, <laughs> when I pray, I my prayers are more thankful prayers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and 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 I tell you what it does. What what that does for me is it builds a positive spirit for me mm-hmm. on a, on a regular basis, so that I don't go out into the world with a shit attitude. That I don't go out and I Amen. take things out on other people. Right. I pray thankfully most of the time and i know that's kind of that's how you've been taught to go to the lord in thankfulness yeah. you know you you're you're thankful give in your thanks prayers. with give, a grateful heart exactly <laughs> and, 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 and don't don't get me don't get me wrong i'm and and yes i grew up in a very christian home not a rigid christian home where that was which crazy. is a blessing yeah yeah no no not like that at all great parents you know, believers and um, they didn't tell you that dinosaur bones were put no, the devil. No, and they're not real. Nope. Um, but, but when I pray, I pray thankfully. And, and, you know, I guess for me, I'm going to treat people right. That's my mo- That's my mission in life. I want to treat others right. I want to lift other people's spirits. I want to be that inspiration for the, for others. And I want to live positively regardless of the circumstance, you know, or whether I've had an up or a down day or yeah. whatever, whatever it is. And I, I just want people to know that I'm there for them and that I can do that and live in, in a positive world, yeah. you know, cause I can choose to live in a shit world. Yeah. I had Absolutely. some really, I had some really bad experiences in some, in cases, but you know what? I didn't let that dictate who I was going to be. Yeah. I didn't let that drive my ambitions and, and where I'm at. I'm not the most successful person in the world, but I sure feel good about the world. Mm. And I know I've been blessed with an amazing wife and with our jobs and our, Mm. you know, the jobs that I've had, the money that we've made, where we stand. I'm not a good trader by any means, Steve. (laughs) Um, And and I probably will never delve into that. That's just not my mantra. Um, But I guess bottom line is I still believe that love is the answer. Oh, 100%. I do too. And that's, and I guess that, you know, I, I, I don't know if I, I'm so removed um, from being a Christian. Um, we don't go to church on a regular basis, but we go. I mean, yeah. on occasion, mm-hmm. and um, but I don't just go holidays. I mean, so we're, I mean, we're trying. Right. To You're not just a so, Christmas and Easter person. No, CEO. No, no, no. <laughs> no. And we were probably a little more routine with it, you know, in other places than since we moved back to Kansas City. We tried to find some churches that just yeah. never fit the way we felt or thought, yeah. or it didn't give me the energy that I wanted yeah, um, yeah. or what I thought I wanted, whatever it is. But um, love is the answer. Helping people is, is the answer. And that's the way I, I look I at think, life. I think all those, I think, you know, I, I'm certainly at the place where I'm like the spiritual component of your life is very important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going to church. I mean, eat, regardless if you believe in the dogma or the doctrine or the specifics, you know, but just the energy and the vibe of getting up and, and, you know, carving out an hour and a half or whatever the time is and, you know, to have that time of silence and solitude or just to confession of your sins and, 
you know, whether that's to God that you offended or you offended yourself, you know, those, right. all those things are just very important to a, a well-rounded life, I think. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most valuable things I've found, because, you know, I still, for the most part, attend church. Yeah. It's the community. Yeah. Know? It's yeah. the community. And I like the worship and, yeah. and I don't have to believe everything that is taught necessarily to, to enjoy the community, to enjoy the, again, the spirit of it, the heart of the message of Jesus. I'm so down for that. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I'm so down for that. Uh, but a lot of the, you know, how you and I, especially how Lance and I were raised, I don't, I don't know how yeah. Howard was raised. I know Steve, I've taught he's Catholic or was Catholic, I think, yes. uh, you know, like that's, you know, I clearly, I, you know, I've been there, done that. I know for a fact that that's, you know, yeah. that's not the answer. Uh, but you know, for some people it might, it might be, you know, and, and I've, I've definitely, I'm not jaded anymore. Thank God. Yeah. I, I worked through the jaded part. Um, I think our, you, you and I think share the same sentiment that we understand when you're younger, it, it may be more important to fall in line with some of those things. Cause you're trying to kind of find your bearings. So it's good to have some boundaries and rules. And, and this is the way that, you know, when you have a question, you can go to someone, a pastor or priest, and they can give you some sort of plausible explanation, the least cogent that, you know, make, but it, it's important to, I, I think to have a system that you at least follow. I mean, I don't necessarily know what mine is, but I probably could do- articulate it more, but it's definitely rooted in my Christian beliefs coming up. You know sure. what I mean? It's yeah. just kind of expanded and broadened in some ways, but I definitely think I'm, I don't like it when you're just, you know, untethered. Michelle has used that word. Yeah. And, you know, she said when she went to Heartland and listened to Dan Diebel talk, I mean, She's like, it was said the first time she felt untethered and she felt like finally at a point she was kind of tethered to something a little bit. And that's the way, you know, I always think of the space station or something, those guys at least tethered, you know, they're out there floating around a little bit, but, but they're tethered to something that's going to keep them. Yeah. And that's important that you've got yeah. a system like that. I think that you can, you know, help navigate life through because yeah. it's challenging out there. I never really thought about it until just now that I would say what I'm tethered to would be love. Like that's what I'm tethered to is, is that, mm-hmm. you know? the specifics about religion or, you know, like reading the sapiens. I was like, literally when I read that book, Lance, that was the first time that I was like, wait, there were other races yeah, or other yeah. species of humans. Yeah. Me too. Like, wait, I thought Adam and Eve were the first two. Like my mind was blown that yeah. like, no evolution is not a theory in a, in, and how you're saying it is a theory, uh-huh. like probably not true, but here's an idea. No yeah. evolution is a fact right it's evidentially yeah. it's a fact yeah that blew my mind because yeah. again the version of christianity i was raised in is the earth is six thousand years old adam and eve were the first two humans god created them woman was made from the rib of adam mm-hmm. i believe that shit literally yeah and then as i beget you know i realized oh wow there are other christians who are christians who love jesus but they don't see that as literally true and i'm like oh it just broadened my mind. I was like, wait, well, like you and I are political conversations. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, you can be a good person and be a Democrat. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm being facetious, right. but it's like, I was so shocked, Yeah. you know, by like, yeah. wait a minute, yeah. you could be, or, or, mean, you can, or for me, it was like, well, I mean, you can be gay and, and really follow and love Christ. And right. what a, I mean, that was certainly like, not what? like, you were the abomination of God. If you know what I mean? Right. Until right. you, Adam said it best. I mean, I remember him giving a message one time on homosexuality and, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but he got up there and said something to the end. He said, I know you're going to disagree with a lot of things that I said, but until you, until somebody, it comes right into your own home 
It's easy when you think about those home. This is back 20 years ago. Homosexuals down there on 39th Street because they're away from you because you live in your little cul-de-sac suburb. Yeah. But when they're the next door neighbor and you've got a relationship with them and you find out they're gay, it changes the whole ballgame or it's your own child. Right. You have you rethink your theology real fast because it blows all those conceptions that you had. You know what I mean? Yeah. That in in you know, the Democrats or Republicans are all certain, you know what I mean? And then you, you're like, wait, you're that. I mean, it's just, it, that's, you're just so narrow, narrow minded <laughs> yeah. and nearsighted when you have those, you know, mindsets. But well, I was so narrow minded and you and I resonate with this, but I was so narrow minded that I remember when I found out, wait, you can be a Christian and have a beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Wait, You can be a Christian right. and smoke a cigar. Yeah. What is happening? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, so that's how, right-wing conservative fundamental I was raised. So clearly I needed to move a position yeah, and realize that, okay, you know, you can, you can be a good person and smoke cigars right. or drink or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, that anyway, that I, I, I was, cause I know that you're, you're a Christian. Uh, Steve was raised Catholic. I think he, yes. I don't, would you could say you're spiritual now? Would you say, are you agnostic or wait, you're a hopeful ag agnostic. Is that yes, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I love that term. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, guys, I we've talked. We've done a good job today. Good Lord. 725. Lance, that's when Steve Lance, said he had to quit. I know. Lance, it's always good to have you back. Howard, did have you been on before? You were on once yeah, before. Lauren, I that's was. right. Yeah. That's right. That was one of your most popular shows. Of I course know. he was on. God <laughs> Lord. It's always good to have Steve here. Steve. Uh, and, and if, if here's the game we're going to play. If you're a longtime podcast listener and you can give us the number of times that Steve yawned during this podcast and give us the total number, you're going to get a prize at the end. That's right. That's right. It's a bottle of the I finest whiskey there is. Make, hand mixed by Steve Janke himself. That's and right. Mary Poppins of mixology. I love it. Well, guys, thanks for being on today. Please. Hey, when are we getting Jessica on here so I can really rag? Well, she's supposed to be here. I told her, I said, come here about 7 so you can meet the group. So hope, oh, we'll see if she's – she might be waiting outside in the hallway. Oh, I hope not. That's, That's rude. <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> get in here. Yeah, that's right. All right, peace out, guys. Peace out. All right, it's a wrap, boys. Woo -hoo -hoo. Woo -hoo.